Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways. You could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week. Or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets it. If they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So, uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we actually out we beat him so it's all good uh. all right boys and girls this is gonna be episode what do we say 216 yeah does that sound right feels uh, right smells right um episode 216 of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn to my left is bradley saucier and to his left after a uh, one week suspension from the show fresh out of jail um, he is on probation currently, but that is going to be Bobby Timmons. So don't say retard again. Ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> Prison. Uh, no, last week Straight I uh, jail. last week I I got a tattoo a couple months or a couple weeks ago, and I had a follow up to touch up my first one <clears throat> and get another small one done. And uh, I was supposed to start at five thirty. It was supposed to start at five, so I figured oh, I'd be done by seven thirty. It's right down the road here on Route One in Scarborough. We didn't get started until <laughs> six thirty or seven, so I didn't make it made it's buffalo wild wings but that's usually when we start bob yeah that was yeah. tough that's um, all right so i apologize to all the tens of fans at home that didn't get to hear me on this wonderful program last week yeah there was there was a bunch of outrage on social media i saw there's some people boycotting the show i think and uh but we had a, we had a great guest we had a good time charlie and i just a little old school show and yeah. uh yeah, and it, we even capped it off with an old school buffalo wild wings appearance that was fun yeah i didn't so. realize that the um we were going to the Bruins game. Oh, my God. They had the volume <laughs> so fucking loud on the TVs that it sounded like we were there. We might, um, we might as well have been on the bench. Yeah. It was, and we had half the team there with us, uh, everybody wearing a jersey. As, I think uh, Bobby Orr was there. Uh, it was as, incredible. As a uh, notorious Bruins disliker, I um, I, I promptly uh, you know, messaged Amanda after we got there, and I was like, oh, man, yeah, I am uh, just not having fun. She's like, why is that? You had did you like did you guys go to Buffalo Wild Wings? I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, and the Bruins are on. And I was like, yeah. She's like, and they're winning. And I was like, yeah. And then I followed <laughs> that up. I followed that up with uh you know, there's a table to my right that makes me understand why people shoot up schools. Um, because there were a there was like five tables put together and every 
one of them was wearing a Bruins jersey inside of a Buffalo Wild Wings in uh, South Portland, Maine. Every thirteen-year-old um, kid that's ever been to a Foot Locker was at Buffalo Wild. Yeah, a lot Wings. of mountain, oh. a lot of Mountain Dews on those tables. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. And and every time they would score, they would start the oh 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 oh, and I'm like, dude, we are, <clears throat> we could not be more in South Portland, Maine right now. We like, are not at the Garden, yeah, no. not even close. They were definitely South Portland kids, though. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Either that or Falmouth. They, their moms <laughs> dropped them off in the. Volvo on the way. They they, uh, they Ubered from the mall. They went over to Sea Dog. The moms did. Yeah, it was uh it was an event. Um, definitely uh it was a bit of a zoo in there, if you will. But um, we were definitely uh, one of the older groups of people in there. And uh, it is know, that it is that time of year though, Bradley. Playoff playoff hockey season. It is. And Love some playoff hockey. It's the greatest time of year, really. Um, yeah, it is. Yep. Followed by uh I don't know maybe the Daytona 500 and then Christmas is a crisp like 69th I think, but um. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you could follow follow up playoff hockey right into a spring sizzler week, which um, fitting. Yeah, fitting. Uh, looking forward to that. Obviously, it's the uh, one of the the events. Uh, typically, I mean, uh, easy top five um, on uh, events for the year. It's really hard. I was thinking about that because I I said top three events um, earlier. Um, to someone, I don't, I don't remember when it wasn't on this program, but uh, then I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, Speed Week certainly look forward to the Snowball Derby, certainly look forward to Loudon, certainly look forward to, and and I uh, I don't know, I I would put it, you know, I might put it third above Loudon. I don't know. It's uh, it, it's definitely an event that, uh, especially when it comes to the New England New England racing scene, uh, it's definitely a top three event, and obviously the 250 250s up there as well. But I don't know. Yeah, easy top five, and uh, it's uh, it's Sizzler week, and um, I'm very much looking forward to that. I I uh, actually spent the whole weekend really just getting the uh, the camper all ready to uh, ready to rip, and uh, have uh, plans on going to pick that up uh, Wednesday afternoon, and getting even more ready to uh, bring down to Stafford on Friday. And uh, I am just going to um, close my eyes and my ears and pretend like I didn't look at the weather today. So. That do be tough. tough. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's Monday. Speaking of weather, it's Monday. Yeah, it'll change. Yeah. It is. And, and, yeah, speaking of weather, <laughs> uh, uh, what Charlie was just about to say that <laughs> Oxford got clouded out yesterday. Yeah, tough. Um, tough. You can, okay, we you can't you can't just do the you can't do that. So so obviously I, I mentioned on last week's program that I was going to be working the bar on Saturday and Sunday, um, all week. Hundred percent chance rain on Sunday. Hundred, I think the lowest they got was ninety five percent. Yeah, and, and so I get to Oxford on Saturday, and I'm like, man, this they have to cancel. I mean, like, I I'm, I don't want to drive an hour and a half round trip to to just sit in the rain. I mean, it, it with a forecast looking like that, you're not gonna get a bunch of people in the stands. Um, it's kind of unfair for you know some people that run the past store coming from like upstate New York and shit. Um, I was like, man, that's just that's just a tough 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 day. And, uh, so we get to Oxford and, um, I was told that, you know, they're going to try to get it in. And I was talking to, uh, Corey Roussel and I was like, yeah, it's been a hundred percent chance of rain every time I've looked. And he looked at his phone. He's like, well, it's, it's, it's at 93 now. I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> Fantastic. So <laughs> it's still a passing grade. Yeah. So, and it was supposed to start raining at like 11 and, and rain pretty much for the whole day. So races go green at one You're not gonna be able to get that in obviously. And, uh, um, I was very much just not looking forward to driving up there and sitting in the rain. And, uh, then, uh, it uh it it didn't it didn't rain till about six thirty I feel like probably up there at Oxford it didn't start raining till about five thirty here so um definitely uh, definitely could have got it in and uh, that's you know that's just one you know it, you hate to be an amateur meteor meteorologist because I I uh, 
I don't know why I, I do it, but today I, I just wanted to get myself a little upset early in the day and uh, <laughs> went on Stafford's Facebook page and uh, saw that they were posting that it was Sizzler Week and shit and just checked the comments just to see the fucking dark. Is it a rain day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't look good on the forecast. It's, you know, it it's was like Monday. Claire in Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was Saturday at 430 in the afternoon and it was 100% chance of rain at 12 o'clock the next day and it didn't rain. So um, I'm just going to... Uh, I'm going to close my eyes and uh, just just pretend, you know, not look at the weather and just it's going to be a real tough one when uh, I don't look at Facebook for the next couple of days and then they move the sizzler to some other time and I just end up at Stafford with my camper. But uh, well, I'll let you that's know because yeah. I'm going to Stafford too. Yeah. Well, all right. So uh, I figured regardless, you know, it, it looked like last I checked that Sunday was kind of a complete wash and Saturday didn't look too too bad um there would be a small window probably to get some, some stuff in on saturday which um they're not gonna be able to postpone it to the week later because i believe that's the uh, nascar tour race at monadnock so um i don't know what they would necessarily do but even if they get one day in it's it's worth the trip so i'm um, looking forward to that i assume it would be tough to get the american canadian tour rescheduled so um hopefully uh, hopefully they at least get that in maybe with the duels and stuff and set the lineup at least with a couple last chance races to go if you know when for Sunday and I don't know uh but we'll see it's uh, obviously Monday like we just mentioned and uh what Charlie had uh, just mentioned earlier was uh, Oxford had a little bit of a cloud at little little rain at uh if you will yesterday and uh but they did they did race on Saturday um so talking about the weekends I uh, I good made day myself, for the pals yeah oh my god I, I made myself uh made my way up to uh, Oxford to uh, to work the bar and uh just in time to see uh, Tucker Haskell win the uh, Bang Banger race. Uh, Nate Barth, absolutely. Bang Bangers, they're cop cars. Okay, Have some sorry. respect. Um, Tucker Haskell win the uh, Bang Banger Cruiser cop car race. Um, Nate Barth win the Bang Banger fucking Mad Bomber race. Bomber stocks. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Russell win the Bang Banger street stocks. Street stocks. <laughs> <laughs> Max Cookson win the pass. Bang Banger super late model race. Late models with capes. And <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, I actually got home just in time to uh, watch Mike Hopkins win uh, down in the Cars Tour at uh, Hickory. So, um, yeah, a bunch of bunch of pals. Those are professional victory late models. Uh, I believe Dave Cameron picked up a win at Star uh, and yeah. the, the Bang Banger Sling Bombers down there. And yeah. Joey Ventrilla <laughs> won the Bunny Brawl. There was, in fact, no rabbits fighting. Um, there was probably tough. some bang banging in that one. It yeah, was. there was... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the rest of the order was. Like you said, Dave Cameron won the won the Mad Bomber race uh, over Dwight Souther, who used to have a sick mullet. Uh, doesn't have it anymore. Too bad. <sighs> Tough. And nasty Nate LeClaire in his debut. I know he l- likes to listen to us from time to time. And uh, Billy Eastman won the six-shooter race, and there was a post going around social media earlier this week um, where a, a guy had won a race, and all he just wrote was one. <laughs> and uh, Billy did that yesterday or Saturday <laughs> night, just wrote one. I'm like that's. I respect the hell out of that. No, <laughs> nobody gives a fuck about your three paragraph essay, uh, wrapping up your sixth place finish at Star Speedway. Nope, you just concise one. <laughs> uh, and then they had uh, spectator drags, I guess. And boy, what a bunch of fucking crybabies those guys are. The epitome of the cheaper the race car, the more the drama. So you got this guy who hauled in on a trailer from six hours away to race the spectator race keep in mind this is a, a 10 minute spectacle during intermission like, <laughs> for a collective if he goes every round maybe seven laps yeah. and probably got <laughs> money if he won which i think this guy wins a lot because he's always posting videos of him winning but apparently i don't even know what went on but it was so bad that weber said no more spectator races at star speedway just shit canned him what so it's gotta be pretty bad that 
that is the equivalent of like us going to like the Mariners game and getting mad at the people that sell the hot dogs. I don't know how that's the equivalent because because but... it's like you're coming in with your streetcar and you're you're going into a racetrack that is not there for you and you're getting mad at the entire staff because you're holding up the show for the real race cars. So it's like us going to like a hockey game and yeah, getting mad what, at like the that's Zamboni. That's what it was. They were getting mad at officials that were trying to shoo them off the racetrack because they were all doing like burnouts and shit. Yeah. It's like nobody – I promise. I promise you put, there are maybe one person here that is here for the fucking – Put the spectator <laughs> drags in the same category as the vintage cars. They don't belong. Waste of time. Unless it's like day of destruction, it's yeah, it's, yeah. Day of destruction is a different deal, but yeah. spectator drags are only cool when someone biffs something. Yeah, like, exactly. way too expensive. Yeah, to somebody biff. steals a Corvette and yeah. fucking buries it in the back. <laughs> yeah, when you and crash your street, the woods. <laughs> when you crash that your street car, <laughs> when you crash your street car, like we crash our race cars, that's when they're exciting. Yeah, yeah. when a Ford Ranger is doing fucking Blaine Perkins down the front shoot <laughs> oh, at Beach Ridge, that was so funny. That, <laughs> that guy, was, yeah. That was so fucking funny. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it, it, they're they're always so viral. They're they go viral oh, and yeah. it gets the it gets the nobody gives a going. shit if a race car flips because that's kind of supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah, but you flip your Ford fucking Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's 140,000 views. It's been 10 years, and that guy's still getting clicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he still hasn't been able to pay off that Ranger or uh, his fucking lawyer bill or whatever, but... Um, He's probably still a chance. <laughs> yeah. You'll have that on them bigger jobs, yeah. but... Uh, Wiscasset opened up on Saturday as well. It did. Uh, racing season. We're in it, boys. Racing season up here is... Uh, Officially underway. Josh St. Clair. Dick stomped him. Kicked off the day with a super street win over Ryan Ripley and David Greenleaf. Uh, they had the little four-cylinder pro stock dudes. It looked like a bunch of kids running those. Uh, I believe Josh Hall was his name. Picked up the win in that. Jacob Rowdy Burns won the Nelcar Legend Series race. Uh, Zach Audette won the Bang Bangers. And Kevin Douglas picked up the pro stock win over Josh St. Clair, Nick Hinckley, Jamie Wright, and Dan McKegg Jr. with his first top five in a pro series car. Yeah, uh, I was there on Saturday. It was Cassett helping out uh, Jacoby and Matt on their uh, little four-cylinder bang-banger late model, whatever you want to call it. And uh, Josh Sinclair went out, absolutely fucking waxed them in the Super Street uh, race, which was a surprisingly clean race. They went green to checkered. 20 cars took the, took yeah, the green. Yeah, it was good, good, field good car counts across the entire board, really, uh, which was good to see. Um, I, I am going to put in a, uh, a petition, though. Uh, fuck those garages that they're putting in there. They need a fucking ski lift to get you up Mount son of a bitch there off a of turn two. Uh, because they, they Jacoby parks right next to that hill there like where I used to park. And motherfucker, did I have to walk up that thing like five times. And I just, I'm not here for it. <laughs> I, I don't want to like go an ex- up. There's an escalator. We need like a chairlift going up that fucking mountain there. There's and, a fucking gondola <laughs> up to the top. It's like by the third time I was like, "Fuck it, and I'm just gonna stay right." That's here. not even the worst part. Like, at least you don't get parked down in the touring series pit area where we have oh. to park when we go there, which is like two miles below the racetrack. Oh yeah, if you if you're parking down in the fucking southern hell <laughs> yeah. of the pit area down there, you need a goddamn scooter to get around. Like, like I drive my car up the top of the hill to go into the track, and my ears are popping. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got I got my cardio in for the fucking month. I think yeah, going up and down that. You're fucking doing a hill. fucking double black diamond on the way back to the fucking pit area. <laughs> 
no, but uh, no, Wiscasset, every time I go there, I, I've said it time and time again, every time I go there, they improve on the racetrack. There's something cool going on. They do, I was just alluding to it, they did build uh, like garage stalls built into the banking of turns uh, one and two there. Uh, saw them all done up. They're beautiful. Um, Dan McKegg Jr. has a stall over there in their naughty 40 car. It seems as though they're going to bring that operation there weekly for both group one and two uh for stonks and super stonk late models and uh no it was a good show like i said uh josh sinclair went out absolutely dick stomped him in the super street race uh 20 20 cars like you said took the green uh green to checkered he led every lap uh more impressively though his super late model race comes out and uh he was supposed to start second and they said in the driver's meeting if your transponder does not work we're gonna call you on it and you have two laps to fix it. If not, you're starting tail. And uh, they were also going to do, like, receiver checks and all that stuff. And I mean, How do you fix it once you get out there? Well, he uh, he went out there, didn't Sterling, come up on the Sterling board. Marlin. Didn't come up on the board, <laughs> didn't come up on the board. So he had to go into the pits. They either turned it on or fucking changed the battery or whatever they did on it. He comes back out, starts last, and just drove around the entire field on the outside. Uh, yeah, said he, finished said he, second. Said he felt like he thought he would have been able to to win from the front row but starting too far back was he definitely <laughs> gave up all the track position because of the transponder deal but just set sail on the outside and put on a good show uh so that was good to see and guy's pretty uh, good huh he doesn't suck at wiscasset that's for sure mm-hmm. um but yeah no wiscasset put on a good show yeah i was uh i was actually talking to um uh, i went out to brunch with ty and uh kristen and amanda yesterday and uh we were talking about you know, Ty, Ty gets the racetracks time and time, uh, time to time, I guess, uh, not as often as we do. And uh, he follows the social media pages and he's like, dude, like, it looks so sick at Stafford. What did they make like a patio like uh, at, at the bar area? And they, they just posted on on uh, social media, I think on Instagram that they did. They just improved. They uh, basically like it looked like a knock, they knocked down a, a portion of the bleachers, made a nice patio where you can kind of get a beer and they stand out and watch the races. And uh, so that's kind of new um, for this year. And obviously they did the, the new safer barrier. And I think that they made some improvements to pit road. Um, so Ty was even saying, he's like, dude, it's so cool that they like put so much money back into the place and, and just keep improving. And I was like, there's a couple of racetracks that just, you know, you can, you can tell they continue to do that. You know, obviously stars made some improvements throughout the years with Cassett, like you mentioned, yeah, Hudson, Monadnock and, and Stafford really, you got to give charge, people a so. reason that they want to go to the racetrack. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it seems like it's pretty simple now. Granted, it's not cheap. I mean, with uh, Stafford is spending money, but. They had 135 cars show up for a practice day on Saturday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> a fucking lot of race cars. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, obviously, the uh, the weekend forecast improves. Definitely uh, looking forward to getting out to Stafford. And uh, they've been hyping up this little pa- this patio deal. So I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, worst case scenario, I tow the camper all the way down there, and they at least let me tour the patio and just sit there in the rain and maybe have a have a cocktail or something. Have yourself a cry. Still, with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still, the the weather could change. Yeah. No, I uh, I definitely uh, yeah, it's clear and it's it's. Raining in Scarborough, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I have gunning faith. for the next three days. <laughs> yeah, <Sick. laughs> I have, uh, I have, I have faith that uh, at least one of the, the days, because I just don't know. I don't think that they. I, I assume that they obviously have a plan in place, but I don't think that you can really just up and be like, oh yeah, we're moving the whole slate to fucking March or not March, Jesus Christ, May fucking 69th. Cause like, obviously the American Canadian tour, you're not gonna be able to really reschedule them. You have to kind of go around their schedule and they are typically in ties with pass. Like I, I assume pass kind of went to Sunday, obviously pass was scheduled for this past Sunday, but then went to next Sunday. Cause if you made the regular with pass and act in there too, that would be a 
Oh my God. Yeah. But the, like you have some drivers that are running act that now have to run in Stafford, Connecticut, and then kind of giddy up all the way to Oxford, Maine for the next day to run past. So like you kind of can't really reschedule them for a certain day, um, you know, cause you got to go around those two schedules. And then obviously you had the modified touring series that, you know, tri track kicks off pr- pretty soon here. And then uh, the Wheeling tour, obviously Monadnock the next weekend, it's, it's going to be tough to reschedule it. So I'm hoping that they'll do everything possible. I'm, I'm sure that they will with uh, knowing Stafford uh, and just kind of, of how they operate I, I feel like you're gonna get there and they're gonna have fucking the whole like you know how every once in a while there's like a hurricane or something you just see a bunch of abandoned vehicles on the infield of uh of like a like kansas speedway or some shit you're just gonna get to stafford and the whole infield's just gonna be fucking jet dryers i i scott tapley will let us know what the plan is i wouldn't be yeah i wouldn't be shocked hopefully hopefully he does uh because uh i mean regardless i'm gonna have the camper down and ready to rip on on wednesday whether it's going to stafford connecticut or standish maine is uh is i guess the the telltale sign those are two very different places (laughs) yeah one's one's 30 minutes north and the other one's three hours south so um but regardless looking forward to uh catching up with some pals even if uh even if it's just a one-day show even you know whatever happens happens and uh get down there and see some familiar faces that uh we see uh upwards of five times a year so so you had mentioned that mike hopkins won the uh cars tour pro lay model race at hickory fantastic race yes what a fuck of a race that was what was isabella robusto doing I don't quite understand. Now, obviously... Is that the one that cleaned out the fucking... Yeah, yeah. when... I, twice at Beechridge, I spun my car out because you get hit in the right front and you just lose all control. Like, the weight shifts, something happens. When you get hit in the right front like that, you can't save it. But it almost looked like she got hit in the right front and then just drove straight in the wall. Like, the, it didn't <laughs> it didn't spin out. It wasn't sliding. Maybe something broke. I don't know. She moved a Jersey barrier about six feet and blew a fucking photographer right out of his sneakers. (laughs) (laughs) Wild shit. He did go ass over tea kettle right over the top. Luckily, dude, buddy is okay. Uh, But that fucking that was a gnarly wreck. That was a gnarly wreck. Yeah, I'm not entirely 100 percent sure how or why it had to happen. I um, it did seem like an abrupt change of velocity change, if you will. Like they were uh, racing so. hard for the win, you know, late stages. You get it, you know. She that's just Southern late model racing. They all they all use each other up. They all drive into each other. It's and she was, you know, she was trying to use Mike up out of four. Mike was doing like I was watching it. I was watching the replay Sunday morning, and I'm just like, I'm not just saying this because you know, friendly with the guy, but the guy's just fucking good. Like he would open up. He like forced her into making a mistake because he would open up it like his in the center he was on the top she was on the bottom and he would like open up the apex and she would like you could see her gas it up and like think that she's got another car with worth of, of runoff room but then he would like take her lane away on exit and she'd hit his door every time and then he'd dra- out drag race her down the straightaway like he forced her into making that mistake and it just almost cost a photographer his life that's all <laughs> yeah and, and almost her own too she hit fucking hard yeah i'm sure that i'm sure that didn't feel great no um, <sighs> the foot box was like up by her in the word in so. the words of a friend of the program ryan priest yeah it's like getting thrown on the ground by somebody as hard as i can it's not great <laughs> <laughs> another yeah. buddy who had a fucking hell of a hit this i, I want to know how and where Yahoo gets the money that they do now to sponsor these women. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it's all girls. Like with all the respect, like, like are we gonna see like AOL jump on to fucking? They better sponsor me because I am still using that AIM <laughs> email address strong <laughs> after all these years. Like I still have a Yahoo email address and I very much use it. And like I know that they're popular for like fantasy 
fucking sports, but it's just like it, it's very weird that Yahoo just all of a sudden is now like on like Christopher Bell and like every woman that races. It's I, I mean I don't get it, but uh, I mean good on them. They uh, they almost still were, making money. They almost were a part of a uh, homicide uh, at, at <laughs> vehicular homicide. Um, yeah, death taxes and anyone that's driving a Yahoo car being a fucking hazard. So and she was doing a good job. Like she drove a good race. Um, fairly inexperienced I, the only reason i half-assed recognize her name was she runs the car store late model stocks but I've never really seen her run up front or do anything in those so um obviously driving the best equipment money can buy but that's part of it you know it's probably good though that you don't she's not a name that like sticks out like some of the others where uh she obviously runs late model stocks and and you know she's not up front but she's also not typically making a ton of mistakes like uh the other ones are even though they're both running in the same position no back but um yeah, I didn't really see uh, the whole race. I just watched the uh, the highlights uh, at the end there, and uh, good on good on Mike. That seemed like it was a pretty spectacular finish. I know a couple. The, the, whoever got the photo of him taking the checkered sideways, like with the twenty four buried into his door, that's like early front runner for like picture of the year. Yeah. Like, that was such a sick picture. Yeah, I know the. Uh, are you talking about the one that was like overhead? Yeah, it was like from the top shot. of the. Was like was the guy standing on the fence? Yeah. Like, did he climb the fence and take that picture? Yeah, yeah, um, he must have. Uh, I don't. There was one. Jordan Powell. Uh, he's in the comment section oh, on yeah, uh, yeah. the uh, the Mike Hopkins win on Racing America that we shared. He has a pretty sick one as well, um, <clears throat> which uh, is, is shoot shot from like the infield. But um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely cool to see Mike going down there and having success. I know that the uh, the guy afterwards interviewing him asked him if uh, he was going to run the full season. He said he was just going to take it race by race, but that's two wins for him already on the race tour, by so. race is uh, winning both of them. So. <laughs> yeah, um, and also shout out to uh, I didn't I, I didn't watch the race, so I didn't really see uh, much of him. But Luke Baldwin went out there and uh, ran between seventh and ninth all day and uh, brought it home. I, it seems like at one piece, like he finished seventh. So yeah, didn't do anything dumb. So that's about all you can ask for. Get some seat time. Yep. Yep. If if. You can almost like I heard this about like NASCAR, but you can almost equate it about any race that's broadcasted. If you don't run up front, but you don't make the broadcast, that's a good day. Yeah, like because if unless you're running up front, the only reason you'd make the broadcast is because something bad happened. Like there was somebody Lee Tissett, never heard of the guy. Dude was in like four different wrecks before halfway. I'm like <laughs> this. Even the announcer was like, "Yeah, oh, he's having a tough day." I think that's something <laughs> you need to get a shot for before you travel to Africa. <laughs> but. So it's yeah, malaria, uh, but different. Okay. Well. Yeah. And then there was another dude, buddy. I kind of felt bad for him. <clears throat> I like tore like the the nose and the hood off. Like it, it, it didn't look that bad. Like you could probably fix it. Full on just tears. We're a small family team. I, this is gonna put me back for a while. And it's like, buddy, if you're racing fucking pro late models and tearing the nose and the hood off, it's gonna put you off for the season. Go back to street stocks. Is that Ty Gibbs or Ronnie Bassett? <clears throat> I don't know, but this dude like legit crying and like like I said, I felt bad. Nobody wants to see their race car get wrecked, but it's not like you Blaine Perkins the thing. <laughs> it needs a nose and then maybe an airbox. Like <laughs> when you become a verb, <laughs> that you was did, so you bad. did something. Uh, yeah. yeah, we might as well get into the uh, the old talligator. <clears throat> fucking it's Dale, Dale Adega. Yeah, Segway. Talladega. The, the Dale Adega five million. <clears throat> uh, yeah, the uh, the Xfinity cars. Um, I don't know if I was watching the Xfinity Series race at Dale Adega or if I was watching the uh, Ford Rangers at Bristol. Um, that was sick, too. <laughs> <laughs> what did those idiots that expect guy, to happen? That guy got so much air. <laughs> that guy so much air. <laughs> so I didn't watch like anything that happened. I just saw the highlight of, obviously, what you're talking about. And it's, it's on the BFD page. We haven't seen it. Uh, but the guy just monster trucking over another dude. <laughs> He's so high a... in the air. And you just, like... There's, like, three trucks underneath him that's that are like, also like, all flipping. It was like an 
Olympic high jump in a yeah, fucking he, Ranger. He got catapulted by another truck. <laughs> yeah, that that was like the that was the pinnacle was seeing. I think Cletus McFarlane shared the picture of the truck just like literally coming out of the fuck like out of space, and he's just like, needless to say, this is the last Ford Ranger race in Bristol. <laughs> like, like, why? Because he almost went through the top of the catch fence. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> why, what what did you expect to happen? Like that was why the Thursday Thunder four cylinder pickup truck races were awesome because usually somebody flipped because those yeah. stupid things are on like seven inch wide tires they're eight inches off the ground that's the, all those fucking the, things teach you is how to flip a car yeah, the roll that's center, all they do the roll center is out like down the first baseline it's, <laughs> it's like that's they get sideways and they flip and i think they said they had nine of them get upside down in that race yeah <laughs> we gotta have a flip count just for bristol uh. trucks Ah, uh, yeah, you gotta gotta love it. That uh, best, seems like best quite Bristol event. race on dirt this year. I, yeah. not even close. <laughs> I, I hope that they. I hope that somehow they do it again, but I don't know how. Um, they're gonna have to get some fucking roof flaps or something, <laughs> or an incredible things. insurance policy. Yeah. yeah, heat the springs up and get your fat buddies to jump on the truck and get the frame height down a few inches. That might, that <laughs> might be a good start. I think no, you're gonna need that. You're gonna need an airbag, but instead it's gonna come out of the roof and right. be a parachute. So to make it better, hear me out. Put a jump in the middle of the racetrack, <laughs> yeah. and we bring monster trucks. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take one Joker lap. <laughs> you gotta go down pit road Mach twelve and just hit. Anybody the who jump. clears the jumbotron <laughs> automatically wins the race. That guy was trying. <laughs> Yeah, no, you gotta fucking come down here and hit the little kicker and try to do a 50-50 grind yeah, on the wall. If you split your truck in half one. by the cables that hold up the jumbotron, that's an extra twenty <laughs> points. <laughs> Yeah, if your head falls off, you're the champion. Your trust will get the trophy, we promise. <laughs> if you perish in an accident. Your kid gets an automatic provisional for the rest of time. <laughs> yeah. And a free fucking you get a passenger n- seat ride in Gravedigger. <laughs> you get a national championship ring to be put on your corpse before it's buried. <laughs> no, better yet, you just get free tickets to any Bristol race ever. <laughs> yeah, and then it just turns into when, when in Bristol inevitably gets knocked down and they just go to the fairgrounds, you just get to go there too. Um but uh, yeah. So Dale Adega. Uh, now that we got the the Nash trucks out of the way, um, <laughs> the, the real Nash trucks, <laughs> the Ford, the fucking Ford Ranger bang bangers. Um, yeah, I uh, sat down and watched the uh, pretty much the entire broadcast, I believe. Um, so Oxford got out. I was watching a little. Maybe I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did watch what mattered. A um, bunch of guys getting upside down. Um, Blaine Perkins. That was that was tough. It was <laughs> not dead. Good for him. Terrific camera work by. Oh uh, yeah, they completely missed it. Yeah, the one feller that wasn't paying attention to the the bright yellow car flipping down the backstretch, um, like Elliot Sadler in two thousand three. The they to, were to be fair, on, I feel like the camera guys are not used to having to focus on Blaine Perkins. Well, or Dexter Stacy. Yeah, I was but they say what fucking yeah. makes you think that Dexter Stacy's anymore? But he was nuking across the infield, and you could tell. You <laughs> yeah. could tell the way he was trajecting off the racetrack. It's like there is something coming up and he's gonna hit it awful hard who yeah who was the fucking who was the reynolds rap cuzzo that hit the wall eric mcclure so oh yeah, yeah. that Rip. was one of the hardest fucking hits i've ever seen um personally watching on tv at least and i thought dexter stacy was gonna do that and then he didn't and then so uh, he, he smashes the wall and pretty hard hit and then they like cut back and you see a tire like flipping end over end down the racetrack and it's like what where did that come from? <laughs> that didn't come from Dexter Stacy's car. <laughs> and then you see Blaine Perkins, what's left of his car, sitting there. And I was at the gym. I was watching uh, while I was riding a bike. And I'm like, that was really fucking bad. And they didn't catch it. And then the camera just zooms out. 
and they cut to a commercial break, and I'm like, well, that confirms that that was really fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually, yeah. if there's a hole in the roof via uh, grinding off, yeah, uh, like that's the, a bad one. The door, the right side door, was like open. <laughs> <laughs> like it just, came, it just came apart at the seam, blew the windows out of it. Two or three wheels were missing. Oh yeah. Again, uh, eventually they come come back to a replay, and uh, that was a fuck of a wreck. Straight out of like, I was like, that was like a Talladega Knight style wreck. Yeah, they they. I mean, I feel like between everything that race this weekend at Talladega, they just destroyed everything. Yeah, the millions X, of dollars worth of race. The cars. Xfinity series was uh, was a rough one. Uh, my weapon of the week was uh, Derek Krause early on. I think I j- had just tuned in. Um, I don't know how early on the race was or how long I actually watched, but um, he just went to go clear himself and uh, I guess fall in line behind. I think it was Parker Chase in the twenty four car um, and just uh, hooked him. Started a started a chain reaction crash. <laughs> um, that was a, that was a good one. Um, that that was uh, my early front runner for weapon of the week. But my weapon of the week is actually uh, going to be Daniel Hemrick um, oh. for whatever the fuck he was doing. Um, Daniel Hemrick just with he just it, continues to regress. We, oh my god, <laughs> he's won one race. He's got more Xfinity championships than anybody in this room. But fuck. I feel like we'd have more wins if we had the Daniel, same opportunity. Like when we were younger, he was so fucking good too. Like I remember, he ran legend cars and I ran. He was like cars. the guy. Yeah, and he and then he moved up to super late models and was just like dominant and everything. And it's like, man, that fucking guy. Like, he's gonna if he could get there someday, you know, short track kid doesn't come from money, and then he got there, and just continues to get worse and worse every year. <laughs> I feel like his wife would be better. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, if there's ever. Like if if NASCAR wants to go back to like the traditional scoring that like most people want them to go back to before you know now that they have obviously the playoffs and whatever, like all they need to do is just have a meeting and somebody needs to come in and just slap Daniel Hemrick's face on the table and just be like, no, case closed. Like <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the the traditional style of uh, point scoring throughout the season. No playoffs because this fucking this guy literally won one race in his entire career and he won a championship. So um, very, very bizarre situation, but just an all-time bonehead move. I mean, just decides... My favorite, my favorite story, and I didn't mean to cut you no, off, okay. but I had to get this in before we move on, is just Noah's... Is it loose or is it tight? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that just... If you know, you know. If you don't, well, maybe I'll tell you someday. But yeah. that just perfectly encapsulates him to me. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, no, but just an all-time bonehead move. Sheldon Creed has a run on the bottom. I mean, he's like to his numbers, and Daniel Hemrick's just like, I'm just, I'm gonna block a ten now, and and then just started a massive crash where Riley Herbst absolutely fucking clobbers him. The the uh, OG Ryan Priest wreck was Riley Herbst on Saturday. Hits him, then uh, gets Daniel Hemrick airborne, and then gets hit from behind. This fire, fuck. Josh Balicki shit whipped a car. I mean, like full. Like the thing was literally in half coming down pit road. I don't. He got. I think he went low to try to get fucking by everything. Got clipped in the left rear and like literally just came up the track so fucking hard and just backed the thing into the wall. Like I don't know how the thing was still rolling, but then uh, obviously uh, Daniel Hemrick ends up upside down and uh, just yeah. You, you you bring up Riley Herbst then. After that happened, uh, fucking Cuzzo there, Josh Schmuckatelli, the infield interviewer fella. Josh Williams. Nope. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. No, I don't know what his name is. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. Anyway, he's down at the infield care center, and he bangs out three interviews in a row because of people just walking out of the care (laughs) center. And they finally do get to Riley Herbst, and he's just like, yeah, I'm okay. And he's like, like dazed and confused dazed and like <laughs> blinking and like falling asleep on camera and both Lindsay and i were just like that boy is not okay uh but he fucking hit all of it yeah i don't it was it was weird i didn't know if he was like 
not okay, not okay, like what you're saying, or just like so like like didn't want to like like biting his tongue while he was talking, like didn't want to just absolutely like shit on the fact that I mean, like anyone that saw it, if you even watched the replay, like it was there's no one no one's fault other than Daniel Hemrick. Um, I, I'm really not sure what it he was, was doing, a, but it was a block that was just like six to nine business days too late. <laughs> like yeah. that, that's it's really all it was, yeah. and he just wadded up the whole <clears throat> field. Yeah, I mean, and and yeah, just, and he was he was like by himself too, and when he was by himself, he was just floating around in the middle of the racetrack, and then he sees, uh, like you said, what was it Sheldon Creed yeah. coming up on the bottom? He's just like, oh. Well, I should probably get down there at some point, and then just fucking yards it left. I'm like, what? What are you? What are you doing? Yeah, just just a bonehead move. Um, obviously, he ends up upside down, like we just mentioned. Blaine Perkins <clears throat> ends up upside down, and at the end of the race, it is th- there's very few cars left. Sheldon Creed absolutely should be the one that wins the race. I mean, he was pretty fast all day. He's driving an RCR Xfinity car. Those cars are pretty dominant. Austin Hill obviously is one fucking most plate races that he's been in it feels like um and then you have jeb burton who is driving for jordan anderson and you have parker kligerman parker kligerman pretty much an rcr car parker kligerman was really really fast at daytona probably should have won daytona and so i'm sitting there and obviously jeb burton's won a plate race before it was because of rain jeb burton is just not good and then so i'm watching and i'm like okay well sheldon creed if sheldon creed's ever gonna win a race it's gotta be it's gotta be right now i mean there's like Garrett Smithley's like fourth. I'm like, you got, <laughs> come on. Like Sheldon. Austin Hill's crab walking down the like, back stretch. Like Parker Kligerman has legitimately <clears throat> won, I think, a truck race at, at Talladega, or at least a plate style race. Um, it feels like most truck races are plate style races, but um, Parker Kligerman's obviously really good. And I'm like, man, one of these two guys has to win. Not just because I have money on them, but just Jeb Burton. <laughs> you cannot let Jeb Burton win this race because I would assume that the RCR cars are going to kind of team up and try to make Jeb Burton lose essentially. And then Jeb Burton gets out like fucking 39 car lengths further than everyone. And you're like, Oh my God, here comes the run. Here comes the run. Here comes the run. And then it just never happens. And it, Jeb Burton wins the race. Um, very anticlimactic finish. Really thought that you're going to have like, like Jeb Burton was throwing absolutely horrendous blocks at the end of the race too. He should have ended up probably wrecked numerous times, but then got lucky, obviously wins the race. And, and just, I don't know. Jeb, Jeb Burton, is ever since the incident with Noah and he was just like, I'm going to wreck the dog food out of him or whatever the fuck. And then he just, he, <coughs> yeah, the, both the burdens just fucking stink. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to I, Harrison I, Burton a little I, later. But. <laughs> I feel like I'd still take Jeb over Harrison. Probably, probably. But so I, I don't even know what this was really coming from, but, um, <laughs> well, actually I think, I, I think it was Chandler Smith said something. Oh, what did he say? Also, so Chandler Smith gets out of the Anfield Care Center and and calls or says that Jeb Burton's not the uh, sharpest tool in the shed. Um, I think it was probably about a stupid block because he was throwing stupid blocks for the majority of the end of the race. And then um, Jeb Burton's asked about him in the in this post race interview after he wins, and he his response to uh, to Chandler Smith is he raced like a complete idiot last week and he raced like an idiot today. He had everything but the pace car last week. He's not going to last very long if he keeps doing that. Um, I mean, he has plenty. I don't, of, he has plenty of money to probably be around for he, however, he, however long he, he wants to be. Yeah, he he won like his well, he's his rookie his sixth race. Yeah, it's his rookie season. Uh, he ran a couple races here and there, but full time he won his sixth race at, at a track where typically the college cars haven't really been that great. He outran Kyle Busch a couple times so far this year in the same equipment. I mean, it. I don't know that Jeb Burton knows this, but he. 
Chandler Smith's going to be in the Cup Series like probably fairly soon, and Jeb Burton's going to be out of the series fairly soon. So um, I don't know what the fuck Jeb Burton is. Just I, I feel like he's just super unlikable unless you like grew up a diehard fucking Ward Burton fan. Um, All three of which, them, <laughs> which was probably people that have the Burton last name um, or last name Davis. <clears throat> yeah, um, but. I don't know. Uh, good, good on Jeb Burton, I guess. Uh, it was good for <clears throat> it was good for Jordan Anderson yes. to get the win as an owner. Yeah, um, I was going to mention that's that. the only thing that made it tolerable. I don't really, not really a fan of Jeb Burton. I just, I get it, but he just, it's always woe is me. You know, woe is me, woe is me, and he acts like he's entitled because he works hard. Well, guess what? We all do, um, and like you're not owed anything. It's just like the fact that you are a Burton is probably most of the reason why you've gotten why you've gotten. Pretty much. But, so, that was Xfinity Series stuff. Yeah. Cop cars junked a bunch of shit, too. Not nearly as much. I mean, at the end, they at obviously the end, did, did. But I, I, the cup race was perfect because I got an absolutely fucking phenomenal uh, stage two nap in. Well, they had a 200-mile-an-hour um, fucking parade. pace lap. Yeah. Too wide. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty much exactly as advertised. Um, I was listening to Denny's podcast, which is a phenomenal listen. Um, and uh, that was last week, obviously. And he was just like, y- you can't make the third line work. Like, you're just going to see. I mean, maybe guys, people like just seeing two by two and just no movement. And, you know, like lanes would get runs. And then a couple times in the race, you saw the third lane work, but not really. Um, not well, even even Kyle Bush was saying after the race because um, he had started on the inside line. The outside line would get a run, but then whoever got to the front would just dip down to the bottom. So it would just cycle the whole bottom line backwards, and then everybody in the back would try to go to the top and then go forward. So you just saw them going in circles, basically, in a big circle. And Kyle was like that, you know, towards the end of it, he's like, that's why I had to go to the outside because the inside line was just going nowhere because whoever was up front would just dip down in front of the line. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. The cup race – Definitely wasn't as uh, interesting as I was hoping. Obviously, uh, at the end there, it, it did seem like it was going to be super entertaining with uh, Noah restarting on the front row um, and then just... Heads up play, I think, <clears throat> taking the outside there, trying to at least get a little bit of track position, maybe control the outside line. Yeah, and you think that when, when he took the outside, obviously that most Chevys followed him, so you're like, damn, like you got you know, most of the Chevys, you'd already heard that... Um, I don't remember who. Oh, Brad Keselowski, like earlier in the race, had said something about how the Chevys just had an like, um, advantage, I guess, just drafting in general. And so then you see like four or five Chevys line up behind him, and, and Ross Chastain's one of them. And Ross finished in the top five in both Talladega races last year. And you're like, okay, like Ross is, you know, Ross, as, as dumb as Ross is at every other racetrack, he seems to know what he's doing, at least on a plate track. And then he, he drives into turn one. They're getting up the speed. They're not even to full speed yet. In the and corner. It, you're in the corner. You give a guy a shove on the right side. You give a, sho- a guy a shove on the left side. You shove him in the middle, and then you shove him on the right side again. Gets Noah squirrely, goes up the track, and then just throws it three wide. And obviously, I don't think, obviously, Noah was expecting that that was going to happen. But, I mean, I don't know why, like, it, what I don't know what the thought process was of just pushing a guy completely through the corner <clears> when you're trying to get up to speed. I think it was <clears throat> Ross wasn't going to be stuck behind Noah. He wasn't going to lose that race to Noah. Yeah. He was just going to dispose of him. Well, it, if that's a William Byron or a Kyle Larson in front of him, he doesn't do that. But, but the, Maybe he it, does, but I All it know. did was just fuck himself, too, though, because... 
I mean, they've talked about it time and time again that those the way that those cars are shaped, and especially if you look at it like an aerial view of those cars, they're just rounded on the front and rounded on the back. So you can't lean on somebody right. like you always have been before, or even than like an Xfinity car. I didn't know this either. They NASCAR makes them put like tape yeah. on the back bumper so that the that the uh, noses of other cars slide off them. Correct. Well, the reason that they do that is because a handful of years ago, they were put literally putting grease all over the cars, and NASCAR was like, that's a fire hazard. We can't do that. <laughs> so they made them put that like slippery tape shit on so that it, it doesn't lock bumpers, which it, I don't know if that's better or not. But well, That's asking for guys to get <laughs> shipped off your front bumper. Yeah, um, but they, they just don't line up right, uh, especially with all three manufacturers redesigning the nose pieces as well, too. They line up even worse now. Um, but the Fords, that's why they have been predominantly good pushers because they have the flattest of the three noses. Um, but I, I, I mean, people are saying, you know, Larson was in the back of Chastain. That's why Chastain did it. You know, no matter what he's going to do, you're going to blame Chastain anyway, which probably, yes, uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's earned, he's earned that. Um, but like all he had to do was just lay back. Even if Larson's on his bumper, lay back, wait literally three seconds to get down the backstretch. And then just give Noah a push. They were you're gonna, leaning on him going into the corner. Like, what did you expect? Like, if if you really think that you're going to ride behind Noah and, and it's like a disadvantage for you, or you think you're going to be able to outsmart him, well, then just Has he not won at Daytona like twice? Yeah, the and he won at Talladega like, yeah. last year as well. And it's like, but that's that's probably what Ross is thinking. He's like, oh, this is a rookie, you know, sees the rookie stripes and Ross's fucking brain just gets mashed. And then he's just well, cross-eyed I, country bumpkin. Yeah. If you, ju- if you just come, if you there come some off good of, comments, if you come off a turn two and just give him a push down the backstretch, you're probably at some point that the, the top line is going to get a run. And then Noah's probably going to go down to the bottom to block the bottom. And then you could probably outsmart him and just, you know, hang back and get, get a good run and just shoot to the outside. And you could probably do the same thing to him. It's yeah. like, but Ross but just even, even all the people that are like, well, what's Ross supposed to do when the middle opens up like that? I was like, it wouldn't have opened up if he wasn't fucking leaning on his right rear going into the corner. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, it's don't not bl- like it's not like Noah forgot where the racetrack. Was. Certainly, don't blame him for taking it when the hole opened up, and then Noah just hung a left. I mean, it was pretty obvious to see once once Ross was in there. And I mean, Noah had Ross squeezed down into whoever was in the bottom. They were fucking on the yellow line, so you knew they were going to wreck at that point. But but what's Noah to do? Your two options are. Try a block, probably going to get wrecked, may kill somebody, <laughs> or just get hung out three wide and go finish 25th. Well, you got to try the block. I yeah. Mean, it's, I mean, it, it's it, it's the point zero 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 one percent that Ross Chastain doesn't go full stupid and fucking actually backs out of it for half a second. You, you already know he's not backing out. Right. So yeah. it was it was the same same deal with that. This is actually during my uh, my mid-race nap, but um, I, I watched the highlight of uh, – Zane Smith getting turned head onto the wall. Joey Logano just didn't check up when they were checking up uh, way ahead and just drives straight through the back of Zane Smith, junk Zane. Uh, I think Austin Dillon was involved too. Um, that So that was that was a good one. Um, Joey Logano was uh, obviously better than that. I guess he just probably didn't see what was happening up ahead, but it was, I think, uh, Noah. I think that was Noah getting into Harrison Burton. I missed the. Yeah, the Noah, Noah had spun out uh, Harrison Burton. I didn't see it, but um, listened to DBC talk about it. I guess Noah gave. Burton a push right as they I guess they put in a new tunnel in the three turn mm. and it created like a bump and like right when Noah pushed Harrison they hit that bump and he just biffed yeah, uh, yeah. well not to be left out either though uh, the the Ryan Priest and Kyle Larson wreck <clears throat> um, which uh, that was a hard hit P1 he says yeah 
to the point where I guess he runs his shield a little cracked anyway, but like his Blue helmet, fucking visor <laughs> open. helmet snaps open. You, you see him Bounce like wincing in pain. And um, the thing that is concerning is the door bars of Kyle Larson's car just said, uh, we're done. And one could argue that's not a bad thing. Unless it's on the driver's side. Yeah, but the driver's side is way more tubing than that. It also has, like, plating and shit, Way more too, bracing, but... yeah. Like, what if it was mm-hmm. on the driver's side? Uh, probably would have been a harder hit for Ryan if it had been on the driver's side. It would have been bad regardless. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, no, uh, that was that was a big one for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, that was that was the wreck that Noah spun, right? It was all the same wreck? Yeah, it was all the same yeah. thing, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because Kyle, Kyle was pushing Chastain and then – they check up when the 42 and the one hit, and then whoever was behind the five, I'm sure, just shipped him. And well, yeah, Lar- Larson just got shipped, and he's got it cranked to the right as a natural reaction to when you're getting spun. And goes full eye racing and sails it back up in front of traffic. Well, well, he went through the grass, and then like the right front hooked the pavement again and just said, yeah. right back in front of the field. And that's where Ryan was like, ah, piss. But, uh, yeah, uh, one, one other thing, too, with uh, NASCAR, boys, I am sorry to uh, inform you. We do not have an official Puskas Pooper review this week. Um, he didn't the, poop? The uh, the car chief was suspended for the two-car, uh, which meant that uh, Chris didn't have time to poop this week. Oh, so oh, geez, uh, he's a little backed up, but uh, we're <laughs> going to get through it and get to, get to next week. That's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, shout out to uh, Derek Nealon, obviously uh, picking up uh, in the pick, super speedway win with picking, Kyle Bush. Picking up, uh, yeah, one of uh, I think that was his first Cup one. Is that what he was, was saying? Yeah, it was, um, um, which is hard to believe. But. Yeah, obviously won a shit ton with Austin Hill so far. Um, but he can, he can thank Bubba <sighs> for uh, Bubba's ill-advised mistime block as well, uh, where he just made sure that Ryan Blaney was going to spin him out. Yeah, um, obviously, yeah. We I guess we got to talk about that. Um, that was a weird move. Right as that happened, well, so. When you watch the replay, I mean, they're coming. So they're coming off of uh, turn two, and obviously, like Bubba is kind of a sitting duck at this point because Ryan's going to get a run, and like Bubba said, when he gets out of the infield care center or whenever wherever that video was, you you think that Ryan's going to just wait um, wait to make his move a little bit later on because if he makes his move coming out of two, he's he's probably Ryan's now the sitting duck, so. But when they're coming on a turn two, Ryan gets into the back of Bubba, pushes him down. Like, Bubba gets loose, ends up on the apron, and then comes back up. And that's when, obviously, the chaos kind of ensues. He blocks and then goes up to block again and, and ends up getting turned. Um, I, ju- I, I don't – obviously, Bubba said it was the 12's fault, so we'll go with it's the 12's fault. But I, I don't know what Ryan Blaney is doing right there where you're trying to make your winning move out of turn two. Unless he just – he assumed that someone else was going to wreck and it wasn't going to be them. Or forgot he wasn't at Daytona. Yeah. I I don't know exactly what the thought process there was. Obviously, Bubba said the same thing. Um, but that immediately when I watched it, I'm like, because when we got down to the end there, I wanted Bubba to win. Like, if I had to pick between any of the guys that were left, it was going to probably be Bubba. Um, and then Ryan Blaney, it would be cool to see Ryan Blaney win. Ryan Blaney never wins. Ryan Blaney, you can't even call Ryan Blaney the second coming of Casey Kane because that's slandering he, Casey Kane. He's on, like, what, 50-something races without a win? I think it's more than one. that. He, they put up, like, they put up a graphic of, like, the four active drivers with, like, the longest winless streaks. And it was, like, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, and, like, I don't know, Jeff Gordon or something. But you get it. It was a joke. Yeah, uh, um, yeah it was, like, 56 or 7 races since Ryan Blaney's won a race. Yeah, I, don't, I mean... They kind of stank, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, everyone was all up in arms and butthurt that Kyle Petty called him Casey Kane. I, I, I think you got to start 
kind of apologizing to Kyle Petty, which first off, the people Put more really respect do. on Casey Kane's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Casey Kane, I think was uh, was a lot better than uh, Casey Kane's hanging on the wall right next fam. to us. But um, <laughs> uh, he was he was a lot better a than than uh, Ryan Blaney was. I mean, Ryan Blaney, it's it's really gotten to the point where if you're not at a super speedway, Ryan Blaney's probably not going to win, and he's driving a car. That's fully capable of of winning a race. Uh, I mean, same um, stable as your current reigning champion. Yeah, so. the only thing that makes Ryan Blaney look Austin good Sindrick? is Austin Sindrick <laughs> look good. <laughs> or is, oh, is that was Austin that was another one. Terrible. The, like the highest. So yeah, that's what it was. It was like Michael McDowell, Austin Sindrick, Ryan Blaney, and um, Brad Keselowski had like the four highest active winless streaks yeah, in the series. And, t- and two of those guys won the, the Daytona 500. Daytona 500 in the, <laughs> the last, last two years, two years or three years. <laughs> and that's so, their only wins. Correct. Yeah, and so like I mean, if Ryan had won the 2021 Daytona 500, people would probably give him a little bit more slack because that's just the you know. But I, I don't know that, that it's Michael McDowell. If you're getting compared to Michael McDowell for winless streaks, you, you're doing something pretty bad. Um, and it was only by like <laughs> twenty races, <laughs> like fifteen maybe. Yeah, I mean, and his last win was at Talladega, I believe. Like he, he's just he's underperformed he for so long, and it is uh, it's tough to see because I I I like a Ryan Blaney. I feel like he's one of the more relatable guys, but um, he he's, I mean, I mean. You need to win races. He said same difference as your Jeb Burton argument. Would he be where he is if his last name wasn't Blaney? Probably, Probably not. not. No. Probably not. No. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it was it was very weird to watch. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I was pulling for those two guys at the front, and they end up wrecking each other, and and just the move by Blaney didn't really make any sense for a guy that's so good at play tracks. I mean, he was one of the favorites going into the day and uh, just ended up finishing second, obviously, but um, – Tough one, tough way to uh, tough way to lose one. Um, hopefully, Blaney goes out there and you know fucking wins a race that no one expects him to. But it's just gotten to the point where it's like you know he's if if a good day for Ryan Blaney is him finishing in the top three, and it's he's like a I don't even want to say Daniel Hemrick because Daniel Hemrick, I mean, he used to finish up there and you'd be like, oh, when is this guy going to get a win? When is this guy going to win? And then he wins one race and it's a championship, and um, I don't know, but it, it's weird. It's just I, weird. I would say he's better or he's. Worse than Casey Kane, but better than Robbie Gordon. Uh, yeah. In that little window there. Yeah. Who did we we t- we we mentioned another driver's name yesterday in the group chat, and I don't remember who it was, but we we compared him to oh Jamie McMurray. Someone compared him to Jamie McMurray. That's disrespectful to Jamie McMurray. Yeah, Jamie I mean, McMurray won every big race that there is to win. Yeah, but I mean Jamie McMurray won a fucking Daytona 500 and a, a brickyard, a Coke 600. Yeah, his second race ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I would pick Jamie McMurray over that every yeah. single time. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. Poor Ryan Blaney. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> I, don't, no, I don't feel bad for him. He's, he's doing just fine. Yeah. He yeah. never has to work a, good, a day again in his life. So. Yeah. His kids' kids are probably going to be all set. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does anyone anyone have a, uh, a grinds my gears? or? Uh, I do, but something? it's uh, part of one of Mason Dunn's um, Patreon questions, so I can either address it now or wait till we get through the Patreon questions. Why don't we just do the questions, boys? Yeah, we can just do the. Hey, well, the I got them questions. pulled up here. If you guys want to roll through them, we got quite a bit. Uh, strap in for this one. Strap on. Maybe <laughs> Perry Webb is back. So <laughs> oh, Scott with one T failure. His real dad. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, in that case, before we get started with the Patreon questions, let me just rattle off. Uh, this episode is actually brought to you by C and B Bore Repair, a family-owned business that operates on heavy equipment such as excavators. Uh, loaders and more service uh, services offered are line boring and welding get your bore service today at 860-601-8411 
Again, that's CNB Bore Repair. Thank you to them for jumping on board, and uh, let's get into some Patreon questions. Trying to get your holes bored, call them. Yeah, uh, I would definitely let Blanche bore my holes. Mm. Yeah, that's he's a uh, he's a good catch there. <laughs> First question: Corey Russell, did Harrison Burton save it? I don't know. Probably not. Sounds like he's <laughs> <out. Yeah. clears throat> um, Next question: Brian Hahn, tips for a soggy Dover this weekend? Uh, I've never been, but sounds like uh, casino is in the yeah. uh, watch on TV. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I. Uh, I I can I can give you one uh, one little tip there and uh, I think uh, don't talk to the kid in the M's jacket. Yeah, well that too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Mason Dunn had it covered. He just said casino um, last year was uh, was one of the the days. Actually, it, it rained out rained out on Sunday. Which speaking of weather, I think it was like a twenty percent chance of rain for the whole day. It rained out. Um, it absolutely poured. And uh, moved it to Monday. Ended up uh, having to take a old uh, flyer on work for that Monday. And uh, rainouts are bad for the liver. So that was uh, that was the night where I ended up uh, in the bar at the casino. And uh, might have had a couple, two, three pops with uh, most of the Fox personalities, including Bob Pockris. And uh, our, our friend uh, Neeland obviously was there. Got to see uh, Tyler Reddick uh, have a little chat with Bubba Wallace. So, um, yeah, just uh, go to the casino. That's definitely, uh, that's definitely where you should be. Uh Hold on. Where are we at here? Trevor Ward. Uh, did anyone notice Mike Rowe turning right on the straights for like 30 out of the 50 laps? No, but Oxford has less grip on the straightaways than in the corner, so that makes sense. Um, I wasn't no, there. <clears throat> Mike Rowe was on a fucking mission. Um, weird. Obviously, that's uh, that's that's kind of par for the course. Um, I, I will say, I don't know when we started calling him the king, but um, the main racing legend was on a mission uh, on uh, Saturday, and it was cool to see. I, I can still do it. Yeah, he is. <clears throat> he's, he's Richard he, Petty. He has won more races than I will probably ever even be in. Um, so I and and one of his best tracks obviously is Oxford. So none of these things surprise me. Mm. So Mason Dunn, he's got a he's got a whole litany of things here. Um, what a word, good word, Bob. Questions first. <laughs> word of the day. <laughs> what are the boys' thoughts on pass putting out new rules for the tire bar? Now I wanted to bring this up last week, but I was obviously not here last week. For those that do not know. Um, I'll start off by saying Kevin Nobly is one of my best friends. I have known Kevin for over 15 years now. He's done a lot for me, and I owe him a lot. Um, his, I guess, gig is he is a tire specialist. He's a tire guy. He picks out tires. He does tires. He crew chiefs cars, too, but um, I may be biased. One of the best that I've ever seen do it. Certainly has the results on his resume to back it up. He's um, not stupid. Including picking up a win with Max Cookson this weekend at Oxford. So... Uh, <clears throat> at the pass race at Loudon uh, last weekend, the Pro All-Star Series put out a memo um, basically saying that if you pick tires out for a team, you can only do that one team. You cannot pick out tires for multiple teams. Well, that's what Kevin does. You know, that's I paid him to do it. A lot of teams continue to pay him to do it because he's very good at what he does. And these tires that they are on are such shit that you have to have somebody like that in your corner to help you gain an advantage. Essentially, what they've done is eliminate Kevin from being able to do his job or a Dalton Myers, a Wesley weed guys of that, that are tire specialists. You, you have to call Northern race tire and designate a human that is picking your tires out for you. And if that human picks up tires for another team, that human will be banned from the races and you must uh, notify them. If you ever want to change your designated tire picker, this is already on top of a tire barn where they don't let you use a durometer when you're picking your tires because you know god forbid you would like to know if you're getting a soft tire or a hard tire when you're picking them out on top of like a 
10 other rules that are just incredibly micromanaged for an issue that it wasn't even an issue. Now, like I said, Kevin's one of my best friends, and I'm completely biased, but Kevin Nobly helps a lot of guys win races. Whoever it was that bitched about him, he's not the reason you're losing races. Like, it's it, it's kind of frustrating. I think I know who it was that bitched about him. And if not, well, it certainly uh, makes sense if it was. But like I said, it's incredibly micromanaged to a point like where you're now, you're now telling your teams what their crew members can and can't do. And uh, it just seems asinine to me. That, that I feel like, like the track like, makes the same amount of money no matter who's picking what. Like all the same amount like, of tires can I, be what, bought. The, there's a lot of things that the Pro All-Star Series does very well. There's a reason that that series has been around for as long as it has and still continues to thrive. You had 25 cars in each Hickory race, none from North Carolina. So you had 22 at Thompson, 27 at Loudoun. You had 40 in the pit area. You know, this weekend, 30 of them stayed to run the weekly show. Like, why do you, you don't have a problem here? You don't have a problem. What you're doing is working. You're getting good fields of cars. You're getting guys that travel. Like, you don't, you just created an issue for no reason. And you pissed off, uh, I'm assuming, several guys, but you definitely pissed off Kevin Nobly to the point where they're still going to figure out a way to circumvent the rules. Like, this didn't change anything. Well, my, my question is, even if you designate a human, what prevents me from just getting a text message from a Kevin Nobly telling me what I need to get anyway? Exactly. You didn't fix anything. You just cost a guy who was making an extra buck on the side uh, a chance to... But, like, he, he wasn't just... He was uh, he was always upset, but he's like, we'll still win races. We'll still figure it out. Like, it's they're not going to slow us down. <sighs> Cut that off my chest. That, that sounds like that was your grinds, your gears. Yep, sure was. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> they have so, been grinding for a week. As we, you can uh, tell, I've, I had that one pretty well prepared in my brain. Before so. we before we get <clears> back to... Uh, I don't have one that's well prepared in my brain, but I do have one in my brain. Before we get back to uh, Mason's Patreon questions, uh, Grinds My Gears this week is brought to you by Home Track over on YouTube. Is your favorite streaming service or, or reruns? Easy for me to say of ridiculousness. Started to get old this Grinds My Gear segment is brought to you by Home Track over on YouTube. Follow the Home Track crew and their adventures on and off the track as they compete full-time in the NEMA Series in 2023. Home Track Videos offers all of the action of a New England race day, all wrapped up in a convenient YouTube video format. Head on over to YouTube.com slash Home Track Racing today. Be sure to subscribe and let them know that BFP sent you in the comments of their latest video. Speaking of videos, My Grinds My Gears this week. Uh, I just want to preface this by saying that we are big fans of Caitlin's racing videos. We uh, always have been, and we enjoy watching her content. Uh, most notably, it uh, typically comes from Star Speedway, um, what we watch, but she's obviously branched out over the last few years and does uh, start to do uh, some, uh, some content everywhere else. Um, and it, it is awesome to see, um, especially when you get to see this content for free. Typically, you have to pay uh, on a Racing America or a Flow Racing broadcast, um, and uh, so this has nothing to do with, with Caitlin herself, obviously, or, uh, or, I mean, Caitlin herself, um, it does have a little bit to do obviously with Caitlin's racing videos, but it's more mainly just the, the outrage on social media. Um, so did we not just talk about tracks that are investing back in themselves and making things better for the fan experience? It, yes. Yes. And, and typically nine times out of 10 people are happy about that. Correct. C- correct. Yes. And in this particular circumstance, we are experiencing um, a track investing back in themselves, correct? Uh, correct, yes. For a better fan experience, correct? Uh, correct, yes. Um, but now we're mad. 
Correct. Yes. So, so the first thing, like that, the math teacher says, show me your work. The, the the first thing that pisses people off, right, is that this. So there's this thing, Nastra Vision. It's going to be, I think it was two hundred dollars for a year um, to subscribe. You're going to be able to watch all the races from the comfort of your house. From four racetracks. Yeah. Uh, two hundred dollars is a drop in the pan. Um, I can tell you right now that I'm going to spend probably a hundred and fifty dollars uh, this weekend alone just on a pit pass and camping. So that's that's one weekend compared to the entire season. Um, so and I can tell you right now that th- what Flow Racing does is great. What Racing America does is great. Um, sometimes, sometimes, uh, <coughs> allegedly, <laughs> they, a uh, couple asterisks in certain they places. Fumbled the bag on Saturday. I was really looking forward to putting on uh, the Oxford races from the comfort of my race shop, and uh, they just weren't there. Yeah. So, Nastra Vision, they're they're taking time out of you know obviously their schedule and uh, a lot of money out of their pockets and trying to invest in their products so people that can that, that can't get to the racetrack can watch it from the comfort of their house. It's really not that much money. Two hundred dollars a year is not that much money considering how much money you typically spend at a racetrack. That's a he- so. What's a typical pit pass? Forty bucks. Forty fifty. From four racetracks over a schedule of we'll say. A minimum of ten races, right? Yeah. Now we're talking like sixteen hundred dollars just in pit passes. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. you could turn your TV on for two hundred dollars for three hundred and sixty-five days and watch all of those races. And again, if people don't know exactly what we're talking about, we did just kind of mention that it was the Nastrovision deal. But so one of the the, the main guy, obviously at the the Nastrovision, um, had uh, messaged the Caitlin's racing videos or messaged her at some point and just said that, that she was all set for photos um, and they're launching their own video service uh, and uh, credentials for video will be a little bit different that uh, she's okay doing clips, highlights, but not full races and no live video streaming. That seems super reasonable. What was Any, it? Anytime you tune into any sort of professional sports broadcast, there's always a commercial. I heard it uh, during the cup race yesterday. You hear it every week. Uh, any rebroadcast or redistribution without the express written consent from NASCAR is, is prohibited, or basically something along those lines. Like that's no different than short tracks. Yeah, they own game. they own the content. They own rights to it. Like they're allowed to do this. I just I just don't really even understand the argument. Uh, uh, the, well, and, I get it. Like what Caitlin does is awesome. I'm yeah, a big of course. Fan of her. I've got her stickers on my car. <clears throat> it is awesome. But you it like the racetracks own the rights to that. They own that content. They own. Like they can do that, and and like you said, the outright, the outrage, and the outcry. It's like we, what? And the, and that's yeah. one one thing that I wanted to mention was that Caitlin took a very politically correct view on this. She she didn't seem obviously. I'm sure that she's a little bummed out. You know, she she went on to mention that uh, you know, she had a great seven years of working at all these racetracks and met some awesome people, and uh, that she'll be at Star religiously in uh, Riverside whenever she can, and and you know, bounce around for, to some different racetracks. But it's like. She seems to understand where they're coming from more than the like the public outrage. Like the people that were on social media on Friday were just like some of the just dumbest people on the planet. I mean, like what we've been talking about reinvesting in your racetrack. Like we mentioned, it's really not that much money. It's going to in the long run, it'll save you money if you want to just sit at home. If you have other things to do, you want to just tune it in, watch a live broadcast. And one thing that, that Bobby, I think I don't know if he talks about it on air, but at one point last year, Hudson was broadcasting a street stock race and it was one of the best streamed videos I've ever seen in my life. Better than, you know, the ticker worked. There wasn't, you know, the, the sound was great. The video was awesome. It was like one of, it was, it was better than most racing broadcasts that you see from some of the biggest companies. 
And now they're just trying to do that and, and do it on bigger and, and broader scale and do it weekly at different racetracks. And it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of money. And the fact that people don't understand that is just beyond me. Um, and, uh, that, that obviously, uh, I grinded my gears. I, I was fucking pissed off at like eight o'clock on a Friday. It was great. And I, uh, I, I quickly, uh, needed to express some anger, got into our group chat and we had a nice little, uh, uh quick discussion and it seemed like we were all on the same page. So I knew that it wouldn't get lost. Uh, just but. the outrage from people who this is for that. That's, that's what blows my mind. It's like, this is literally for you, the race fan who loves these local short tracks in the, especially the New Hampshire region. I mean, we're talking four beautiful racetracks that have an owner in Ben Bisowski or two or three of them anyway, with an owner of Ben Bisowski who is willing to invest back in his product, which that is so lucky to have coming from three kids who grew up at a racetrack, not five minutes from here that is currently grown over in tumbleweeds and looks like dog shit because nobody gave a shit about it who was running it. Yeah. So like the fact that if 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 at one point in time Beechridge came up and said, "Hey, we're going to have a streaming service and you can you know, we'll have all of your races uh you, you know recorded and you can watch the replays throughout the year and it's it's going to cost you a little I would be there every week and still probably pay for the streaming service. Yeah, you get to watch the whole so race. So what the fuck are we even talking about? <clears throat> there is no sport that tears itself apart from the inside like automobile racing. It, it just blows my fucking mind. These are also probably the same yahoos that spend all this money on like a flow or something too so that they can watch like ECHL hockey games, but they don't want to pay to watch their local racetrack that they'll go on Facebook and bitch about. Yeah, it, like how fucking stupid. Well, a lot of people have have a bad taste in their mouth for NHSTRA for why I don't know. I, I'm, God forbid we have racetracks doing the same rules package for the make, same types of cars to go to whatever track they want to. God forbid that makes fucking sense to anybody. Yeah, I'm ignorant to most of that mainly because none of it involves me. But I just know a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that deal. I I I mean I I can I see where people are coming from on certain things. Definitely not this video deal, and uh, it it seems like from at least what i've watched it, a lot of uh a lot of their divisions their car counts have, have grown um i know that a lot of people are we're talking about that bitching about you know car counts being lower and you know, maybe something's gonna be different this year but i know for a fact that the modifieds definitely grew because one of the first times we went to hudson there was six of them and i don't know maybe hudson weekly there's still six of them but at least when we went to oktoberfest there was a metric fuck ton of them and uh I enjoyed watching it, so um, I don't don't uh, have a problem with paying for it, especially when they're. The, I don't know how much money they're putting into it, but it's probably close to like a million fucking dollars. So I can't imagine it's cheap. No, I mean you're talking multiple cameras at multiple racetracks with multiple extra people you have to hire to run said cameras, plus do the broadcast, plus do the replays, plus all that shit. Like that's not a one person project. No, that is not a five cent investment. That is not a fucking two second project either. Like just this is good. I promise. Does it suck in some regards for the Caitlin Osborns of the world? Absolutely. Do we respect Caitlin Osborne and thank her for what she did and continues to do for the short track racing community? Absolutely. That's the whole point of this show. But the people that will bitch about a racetrack investing back in its product for the fan experience, I, I just don't understand the argument. Yeah. Back to Mason. Back to Mason. Yeah. So uh, next up on his, uh, what did I say, litany? Of, yeah, of, good, great word. What's more annoying, Jeb Burton's existence or having to stare at Kim Burton every time Harrison has an ounce of relevance in a race? My answer to that <laughs> is yes. <laughs> yeah, correct. Kim Burton is definitely more famous than Harrison Burton, I feel. Yeah. 
And then he's got a lot of Weapons of the Week nominees, uh, I'm sure which we would all agree. Uh, the Danger Ranger race at Bristol, turning into a rolling ramp and yeeting another ranger into the night sky. Uh, Brian Dozat for keeping Arca Breaks alive in 2023. I assume he must have drove into a wreck three minutes after it happened. Oh, no, Bob. It was like a week. Well, I didn't even see what happened, <laughs> yeah, but I, I believe I it because Arca, and I think I've seen that guy. Like before. four cars spun out. The car that he hit was stopped on the racetrack at a racetrack where they go 200 miles an hour, and he hit it so fucking hard. That's tough. Uh, Talladega for laying claim to a fresh set of race cars and livers. The Hickory Jersey Barrier for hit-sticking photography. Cuzzy blindsided him like the track blindsided Landon Huffman and Dougie Barnes with tire rules. And Mother Nature for wrecking many races this weekend and many racers' livers in the process. I can attest to that. I am my own weapon of the week. I had 11 screwdrivers at brunch yesterday. Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, I Jesus had, uh, Christ. I had uh, Tough Sunday. <laughs> I had uh, potentially... Um, signed myself up for a little tour to Wyndham on uh, on Sunday. I was looking forward to just kind of getting home and uh, watching a little bit of the Xfinity Series race um, on Saturday, and then I was already going to go up to uh, to brunch with uh, Ty and Kristen, like I mentioned a little earlier. And uh, so I was like, I'll you know I'll go on a little tour to Wyndham. I mean, I'm going to be living up there uh, pretty soon, so I figured I was like, hey, I'll get you know a little acc- acclimated with the places I already know. Um, but just. Uh, experience you know eric's for a brunch and just kind of move on from there and so i saw that bobby was obviously there and uh i uh, i had messaged him i was like hey i'm i'm not gonna make it you know uh something something came up and i'm kind of just gonna hang around the house you know i i, I don't feel right kind of doing something that i want to do that today so um we uh I, I messaged bobby that and he was just like yeah the uh the raspberry way gang is uh working on burning off the tires uh pretty early it was like 10 30 yeah we're, we're melting the stickers <laughs> off <laughs> um <laughs> and we succeeded before uh, before we go to the next question, I did want to do uh, a, give a little shout out after that that Brian fucking however you say his last name uh, arc breaking the shit out of it. Dozat, Dozat, um, Dean Thompson with uh, tweet with, of the year with an all time fucking tweet. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this uh, this Twitter account, not Steph, uh, Steph Secret Wit, uh, I guess, uh, had tweeted, your rap name is Lil plus the reason you were in the hospital. And <laughs> Dean Thompson quoted it and just put Lil Matt Mills <laughs> after uh, he got absolutely T-boned at Texas a couple, year, or a couple years ago, a couple weeks ago, ended up in the hospital uh, after that. So uh, shout out to Dean Thompson. I know he doesn't listen, but that is fucking hilarious. Next question, Mark Philbrook says, uh, he got to witness a Prius towing another Prius on the way to Star this weekend. What's the weirdest, most badass trailer setup you've ever seen roll into the pits? Uh, Riverhead Speedway. Yeah, I was going to say Riverhead <laughs> Speedway, a legend car. In the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> there used to be a guy back before I raced legend cars at Beecher's. I think his name was Josh Leach. He built his own stacker. It was an open stacker for legend cars. Like you drove one and then like hoisted it up and then drove the other one underneath it. And he towed that with an old ambulance. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what was the WizKid operation that had like a fucking? It was like one of them ramp trailer things that like just went straight up, and they had like fucking five WizKid cars on it. I think Bob Guptilt just bought one of those for his like cruisers at Oxford. That makes sense because he was bringing like four of them to the racetrack, and <laughs> and they had his original trailer was for sale, and he's like, yeah, we bought a car hauler, so I can't <laughs> wait it, to see that thing rolling. Was Oxford it Rick Spaulding uses a school bus? Yes, yeah. I, Mulcher I actually, had a bus for a year. Fuck yeah, that thing was such a rat trap. Love that. I <laughs> was a piece of shit. We literally went from a tra- a fifty three foot NASCAR style tractor trailer truck to a bus. Love that. Over Hell the off yeah. season. Like, <laughs> weirdest downgrade ever. Uh, all right, cool. I, uh, I had a pretty rat. It's actually in the backyard right now. Uh, we had like a little bobcat trailer that we used as a go-kart trailer that 
we were running out of like a junkyard. It was Bob Culpert's junkyard in Scarborough, like right across the street from that Bridges Road that you go like on the beach ridge there. And w- well, we had left and came back, and Bob Culpert took it upon himself to make it an enclosed trailer without talking to anybody, <laughs> which which uh, included dangerous. which included one by one fucking just steel square tubing as a frame, which is sheet metal riveted to it, uh, and we. I, uh, me, being the 12-year-old fucking race fan that I was, insisted that it be red, white, and blue, painted it up, taped it myself with the finest 99-cent spray paint that Walmart sells, and uh, it was red, white, and blue, and it was like a diagonal stripe, and it looked like a diver down flag, Uh, and it's still in the backyard right now, right next to the old Mad Bomber. Speaking of uh, red, white, and blue, are you upset that you have to uh, spend money on a Joey Logano Yeah, I'm pretty pissed about it. (laughs) Pretty sick. (laughs) It looks pretty sick. (laughs) And I'm pretty pissed about it. The first time Joey in his life drives a fucking nice-looking race car. Hell yeah. Except for that one uh, Steve Park throwback that he had earlier this year that he biffed. Uh, <laughs> that, that it's it's tough because that paint scheme runs very deep in my family. Uh, my my grandfather was an AMC parts and service rep, which is why my father ran that red, white, and blue scheme, which is why I eventually ran that red, white, and blue scheme, which is why I now begrudgingly have to spend probably $140 on a signed Joey Logano diecast of a red, white, and blue number 22 car. Yep. Nate Barth, shout out to Nate, picked up the big win at Oxford this weekend. Uh, Nate's also Charlie's driver for the year starting next weekend. He's making it look pretty smart. Uh, what is your Mount Rushmore of short track drivers? It's um, a broad question. Matt Hirschman. Danica Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Janet Tia, Guthrie. Tia Norfleet. Isabella Rabasso. Uh, that kid that showed up at the Chili Bowl who had never heard of the Chili Bowl before. <laughs> the, the guy with the ski at the Chili Bowl. That was actually Tim McCready. He's a gasser. Yeah. Tim McCready's uh, a badass. Fuck. Uh, are we talking Ashton local Torgerson. or are we talking national? I don't That's just that's a question that requires a lot of thought. And, I mean, a short track guy. Uh, I, realistically, you got to say like Bubba Pollard. Yeah, yeah Bubba Pollard. If, if, like, if your nickname is like Redneck Jesus. Donnie yeah. Shots. I mean, dirt yeah. racing, still short track racing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's. It, it's, I mean, I think it's undoubtedly. Uh, I mean, do you do you put a Tony Stewart on there who won every short track no. race ever too? Plus no. his NASCAR shit. My, plus my, my, shit. Mine would have Chris Purley just because that guy won two hundred and fifty super modified races. I, I, how many people are on Mount Rushmore? Five, four, 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 two, four. 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 Didn't one of them fall off? Probably. Oh no, that's the old <laughs> man. Jay, that's the that's yeah. That's something <laughs> entirely different. Yeah, there's there's four, right? It's four. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, how did I, they get those there? It's amazing that those shapes were created naturally. Yeah, yeah, it's God's way, Bob. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, aliens. Um, yeah. Speaking of aliens, Scott Bloomquist. No, um, I, uh, I, mean, I think un- maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, also maybe. Yeah. Uh, undoubtedly, I think uh, Matt Hirschman and Bubba Pollard are on there. I just don't know. Uh, but it's like, are we doing well, asphalt yeah, the there? Are we doing everything? Yeah, we doing national? Are we doing? There's not enough faces on <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Yeah. There's a lot of good NASCARing Andrew on Moeller. small levels. It, well, we like an Andrew Moeller. Jake Johnson. Tia Norfleet. <laughs> Bobby, gonna, no, Bobby Norfleet. Really going to hammer that one home. Huh? <laughs> uh, Scott Fowler. He has a, a normal adultish question what? Um, this week. What do you guys think about Larson's car after that wreck? We kind of fucked. Kind of touched on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, it's probably junk. When you blow the dashboard out of it, it's a hard hit, Scott. Sounds like it's wrecked. Um, yeah. Like I said, one could argue that the door bar breaking absorbed impact and certainly still alarming. Um, 
but NASCAR did take that car to the research and development center. They so. took Ryan's car too. They so took they'll uh, and they took Blaine Perkins. Well, whatever was left of that one. That makes sense. Uh, I would. So that's got to be a scary place, like the NASCAR R and D like safety center because. There's some. There's probably some classified documents. There's some there. like sad shit in there, probably. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, Slim Mike Barbieri says, if you had to throw a fifty dollar bet on a driver to win the spring scissor, who would it be? Matt Hirschman. Uh. Yeah. We should do anyone other than Matt Hirschman. What do you pick at? <laughs> okay. What do you have? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um. Hmm. I uh. Actually, let me let me pull up the uh, the old entry list here. I know that's in the uh, it's in the group chat. I gotta go. I gotta go off the board. You can't just everyone can't just go. Uh. Can't go Woody. Um. I know Doug Kobe, I think, is going for his fifth. That'd be a pretty solid pick. Uh, Nick Anglais. Um, Tia, Tia Norfleet. <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, never not be funny. <laughs> um, Dan Collins, big Tia Norfleet guy. I mean, Bobby Santos is in the field. Bobby Santos is Yeah, but that car him. usually just blows up the yeah. brakes. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be a tough one. Um, shit. Did you see Chris Pastryak's car? actually looks fucking sick. I think it's a throwback car. Um, yeah, it's, it's well, it's an actual throwback car. Like, yeah. like it's, it's been the last car that Carl Pastryak ran, and they he had said they had updated it <clears> some, <throat> but it's still got that black '75 look. That thing's pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah, badass looking fucking ride. I will go. Uh, I mean, really, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with the 15 and Jake Johnson. I think. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Solid pick. Yeah, and that it's it's if you can't pick Hirschman, you can't pick. Uh, I'm gonna put fifty dollars on our buddy Max to drive to the lead and then lose the race on pit road. So <laughs> that would uh, be a good little parlay there. He'd also be a good one. Max to lead and then also finish out of the top <laughs> out of the top fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, buckle up, boys. Fair warning. I haven't read it. I've I've read a couple lines. It's it, three posts in its own. I um, I, I just want to preface this by saying I think that the same message or the same comment i guess came through on our patreon messenger at roughly so, so my when i get to work a little bit before seven typically and i have to walk through an enterprise parking lot and i had turned off um do not disturb and then i got bombarded with my notifications from the previous night this is a couple days ago now and i saw just the first couple sentences of this question and it, uh or it, comment and i was like i can't i'm not i it, it my Wednesday can't start like it this. literally starts off saying sorry creatures I'm back yeah so yeah. this is uh the a patreon pal Perry Webb um if you may remember him a few weeks back he uh sought our advice for shaving his pubes um so we gave definitely ball hair I yeah think, right? we we yeah. we gave it to him and uh so he's got an update for us guys he <laughs> says this is an update from my last post as it happens your advice was partially taken I have a mustache and a goatee that I trim up every Friday now as I get ready for this dating thing. I use a 20-year-old hair trimmer. There's your first problem. Okay. Yeah. Like, they literally have, like... Does have rust on it? This is... (laughs) Yeah. Like, what... If you need a tetanus shot to fucking shave your balls, you're doing it wrong. What is the the manscape... Yeah, manscape. Manscape. What is the manscaping thing that you always hear the advertisement? No no free ads, but manscape. Don't use a fucking (laughs) 30-year-old I use a 20-year-old hair trimmer that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I have a numbered attachments for, and one of those little battery-operated trimmers from a close-up shape. You know, it's a Ryobi. Ears, ears. If, if it has a pole start, yeah, the steel <laughs> relax. <laughs> Old Milwaukee. Uh, yeah. Both those fuckers will bite if you're not careful. Uh, so I have a full-length mirror in my bedroom door, which I thought might be a good place to attempt this exercise in genitalia grooming. <laughs> I put an old towel on the floor to catch the pubes and other hair. I was getting ready to move. You'll see later this was a blessing and a curse. I started with that upside-down mohawk I have on my taint. Following your advice, I was going to do the fade. Spread the legs, pull the ball sack up, bend over, and I started with a number two on the trimmer, and shit was looking good. Then I decided I would fade that 
from a one two to a one. You know the deal. Put the number one on, trimmed it a little, bent it, and then bent to the half. Oh, fuck, he's getting fancy. Yeah, like it. It's not that, what a, dude. Like it's just clean it up. That's all you're really <laughs> looking for. You know, you're not going for style points. As I'm bent over finishing up, I think this is looking good until I let the sack drop until what I could only describe as 36 grit <laughs> sandpaper. <laughs> My first thought was to cut it shorter, but hair grows, so I figured I'll leave it and it'll get better in a day. <laughs> Next was the areas around the testicular region. I thought I'd learned my lesson. I went with the one. Now all three sides are prickly. Is it three sides to a set of testes? There's your question for Derek. I, I think um, it, that must have been for last week. It's uh, a peninsula, if you will. Now I go above the penis. Lessons learned. I'm going. I'm going a four to a two. At one point, I had thoughts of doing a shape like a heart or something, but I realized I could end up on a Bud Light can. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> If you're starting with a four, holy fuck. <laughs> a four is like... Yeah, I usually only use the one, so... Yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> a, a four. A four. You got what f- are we starting with here? Are we got a uh, fucking chia pet down there? <laughs> Apparently it's been a while. Bob Ross is just chilling in this guy's <laughs> pants. Uh, oh god! At one point, I had thought I had thoughts of doing a shape like a heart or something, but then realized I'd end up on a Bud Light can. Too much publicity. <laughs> I have no problem with trannies. I just don't care to shift gears at this point of my life, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Here's where shit went south, like fucking Antarctica south. <laughs> it's time to do the sack. I know you guys haven't reached this stage in your puberty yet, but my sack hangs low. I figured the best way to attack it was to stretch that fucker out and to try for a flat surface. Not a bad approach. That's not a bad approach at all. Uh, <laughs> I believe that was our advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot easier that way. I start pulling, and for a minute I thought my arm wasn't going to be long enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it out there eight or ten inches for an inspection, decide with that much hair, I'm going to need the hair trimmer. No attachment. Speaking oh, of, no. Speaking oh, of, oh, don't do it. Speaking oh. of bubblegum, shadow plunge. <laughs> Yeah, picked a good episode for him to sponsor. Uh, So I got my two buddies laying in the pretty tight hammock and started trimming on the top side. Of course, keeping the trimmers at an angle is to not bite. All is going well. Get the top side done. Decide to get the soap and my Gillette out. Got a couple nicks, but the sight of blood doesn't bother me. Now we go to the bottom side. Oh, careful. I'm bending over and pulling my stretch arm strong of a sack to go at it with the trimmer. And that's when I blew a piston like one of those John Force nitro motors. (laughs) The fucking trimmer didn't bite. It got stuck. Cut right in and stuck in the mud. Mind you, they were still vibrating and cutting right through. My reaction was to pull the plug because the pain was so bad I couldn't find the off This fucking thing plugs in? (laughs) That's your first If it was 20 years old, they didn't have wireless technology back then. There's a dial on the front of it. (laughs) Hey, hey, go to Target. Go to the Manscaped area, uh, the men's grooming yeah. section, and just buy yourself a Set aside $40. You, it, it'll, I, I promise you it'll bite you, but it's not that bad. It, you, you'll, you'll get bit once a shave. So now I'm bent over, looking at the underside of my sack, with a trimmer stuck to it, thinking, fuck, there's no reverse on these fuckers. <laughs> Sorry for the faint at heart here. I think you've we've the faint no, at heart of long checked we have out. Blown uh, right by that now. gate. The faint of heart hadn't uh, started this episode. Uh, this is where it gets bad. I fell to my knees in pain and contemplated what to do next. In a panic, I just yanked the trimmers off. Oh. With that, my right testicle fell into the towel. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> okay, it was a soft landing, but you ever seen a human testicle with its strings attached? Worse than that. It's now sitting in a pile of pubic hair. Now I'm trying to not pass out. I gently... I Like, this guy f- might have been using a chainsaw. 
and cut his ball bag open with the chainsaw. <laughs> Worse than that, now sitting in a pile of pubic hair. Now I'm not trying to pass out. I gently pick up said testicle that has exited my body and try to place it back where it belongs. Problem one, there's pubic hair stuck to it. Problem two, there is no fucking problem two. Well, all right. We only have one problem then. So I try to wipe off the hair, and it doesn't really feel that good. I try to blow it off, but let's be real. If I could get that close, I'd suck my own dick. To make a long story short, I grab the clean edge of the towel, wipe the fucker off the best I can, Uh... and stuff it back in. Don't ask me how I figured this out, uh, but I got a chip clip from the Doritos bag and sealed it back up. Six hours in the ER and an extra day in the hospital, but I'm fine. Thanks for the advice, old Florida man. Does this guy actually exist? (laughs) Is this the Snapchat AI thing? I feel like that might have actually happened now. This man cut his ball bag open (laughs) with trimmers and a ball (laughs) fell out. And he he likes our show. Yeah, and we gave him advice, and he ended up in the ER. There was one more um, Patreon submission, and it was from Reagan Parent, who just said, what in the actual fuck did I just read? I no longer have a question. Um, Rest in peace, Bristol, which is Amanda's dog. Rest in peace, Bristol. Yes, that was kind of what I alluded to earlier by... uh, Canceling all plans for Sunday and just sending it back to Maple Ave. R.I.P. Crystal. Great pupper. Um, was a female, so didn't have to deal with what Perry Webb dealt with. Yeah, and I bet the doctors would have done a better job. Probably. I think. How do you fucking do that, dude? Like, how hairy were your balls, sir? He may have actually used a steel chainsaw. He did, he just had the fucking I don't know weed whacker out there trimming his hedges. Yeah, I um all all bad things. <clears throat> I I don't I I have no words. I've I hope he got still got laid. <laughs> yeah, how'd the date go? <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, Mrs. Kennedy, how was the parade? <laughs> <laughs> Testicles, brain, same thing. Stuff them back in there. Put a cheat. Put a fucking chip. Container holder. Thing Nothing but a flesh wound, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, <laughs> just cosmetic. <laughs> Put it back together and go out and get some points. You have any bear bond? Uh, that uh, that's a lot, Perry. I gotta meet this guy. Yeah, do we? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I actually did. I saved this in this. The just bring this back to um, kind of what we talked about before. Whatever <clears throat> we just heard. Um, when the uh, the my AI on Snapchat was uh, in- introduced, that was uh, about the day that I had my grinds, my gears at eight a.m. And uh, so at eight thirty-five a.m., I said uh, uh, at my AI on Snapchat. And again, this is talking to a bot who apparently has more brains than most people on social media. Uh, <laughs> uh, why are people mad online about four racetracks deciding to do to own their own product? At my AI says, "I'm not sure, but it sounds like a hot topic." Correct. What do you think? <laughs> I said, at my AI, I think they are all stupid and don't understand how businesses... (laughs) 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 I don't want to get... I don't want to get suspended for next week's show. Um, uh, And uh, (laughs) at my AI, or my AI said, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Can you please provide more context? And I said, at my AI, stupid people are expecting things for free. And my AI said, I know, right? It's frustrating when people don't underst- don't appreciate the value of things. Weird. A chatbot. 
has more common sense than most people on Facebook uh, circa last Friday. I saw a thing online that said my AI is just this new generation's version of Smarter Child. Do you remember Smarter Child? That was the AIM instant messenger robot oh, you could oh. message back and forth with. Yeah. <clears throat> I should have remembered that was probably... That was for the real time. lonely kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right, Bradley? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. We got anything else, or is that just about it? We can talk uh, about what's going on this weekend. Real quick, uh, shout out to my old man. I've said on here a couple times. Um, he's a semi-professional poker player. He... Uh, he did the equivalent of the alphabet soup this weekend into the A main. <laughs> so in uh, July every year he goes out to Las Vegas for the World Series of Poker. Um, they basically play poker tournaments for a month straight, uh, culminating with the very end with the ten thousand dollar what's called the World Series main event. It's ten thousand dollar buy in. Um, you know, you make money if you if you cash in that tournament, which is when you place enough to make money. It it has the potential to be like life changing money. I think last year paid over ten million dollars to win. Um, he, uh, he went to Foxwoods on Thursday, bought into the C main for $200, won that, um, which got him into the B main. Now you can just enter the B main. It's a $1,200 buy-in. Um, or you win what's called a voucher. He won a voucher and the, they take, I think there was 175 players in this tournament and the final 14 get a spot in the $10,000 main event for free. You, know, you don't have to pay for it. They use the prize pool money drummed up, and uh, he got into that. He won. He won that. So it was uh, him and Kevin Durgan both have won their way into the ten thousand dollar main event. A lot of uh, old race fans will re- remember Kevin Durgan's name. Um, so they're both going out there in July to play in the uh, the World Series of Poker, the main event, and um, that means I'm going to have to go racing like three times without him this summer. So that'll be fun. But uh, just nice. wanted just wanted to tell tell that story real quick. Thought that was kind of neat. Good for BT too. That is pretty impressive. That is a, um, that's a yeah. that's a good day. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I I lost all my money sports gambling. So maybe I should try doing something else. I do enjoy Mason's uh, breakdown of you guys' gambling every week. That's, yes, yeah. You guys should probably pay him more for that. He did. Yeah. Well, we. <laughs> I mean, the checks have bounced every week so far. But we we'll, will we'll we will pay you by not losing your luggage next time we hang out. <clears throat> yes, that's and exactly. that is not promised. Yeah, um, that was so funny. He does have a <laughs> glad it worked out. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. It had the potential to be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would have. Uh, I would have came right uncunted uh, if I was not able to get into the Daytona 500. So. You, you'd have been fine. You'd have just been Bobby Timmons that day. That's that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have a grinds my gears and weapon of the week kind of rolled into one. Uh, last night, a grind your weapon. You get it. Uh, weapon of my Perry, gears. Perry, I did that. Yeah, um, that would hurt. <clears throat> oh my god, I just can't imagine seeing it pop out. Like, what does a what does a ball look like? Uh, good Th- question. I don't, I don't want to know. Is there cum on it? Like, how does that no, work? It's in I it. Is I it? Don't think so. Is it in the ball or is I it think in the it's sack? In the ball. Where's the pee come from? <laughs> your I think butt. your butt. <laughs> uh, oh. Anyway, so so last night, uh, Lindsay and I were were hunkered down on the couch and uh, we're watching the race and flipping back and forth between the Bruins game and the race and everything kind of concludes and it's we we had made an agreement like we we got to go grocery shopping like we're out of food, sick of spending fucking sixty seventy eighty bucks a night just to go out to eat, so we, we need to go out and get some groceries so. Everything ends. We get up. We go to. Don't know why. We went to Walmart. <laughs> I hope you're about to tell me something that's going to make me not go to Walmart after this. Probably. I, I was thinking Probably. about it. <laughs> so it's like 8 o'clock, right? And we park in front of the 
So what are the entrances? Is like the food and fucking whatever, and then home and yeah, fucking and then, whatever, and then, right? And then outdoor and living. So we thing. park in front of the home and fucking whatever part, and you walk through. You do your lap, right? You get your food. We have, we have a like a good cart full of stuff. We like I said, we're almost out of food. So we go through, and there's one register open, mm. which. Um, by the time I walked up to it, the lady flips the thing closed. I'm like, mm, tell me you got back to the uh, home doors and they were closed. Oh, I'm not done. Okay. So, <laughs> so I go to self checkout and, uh, do, do my thing there. And there's no bags. Cause we forgot that Walmart doesn't have bags. All these other stores have at least figured out to give you a fucking bag. Right. Mm. So Lindsay, they goes, want you to buy them. Lindsay goes down to the one register that was just open, like for five seconds ago. And she's like, can I get some bags? And the lady's like, there's no bags down there. And Lindsay, classic fashion, she's like, do you think I would have walked my seven-month pregnant ass over here if there were bags down there? To which the lady gave her a couple bags. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Checks that. And, and she's like, well, just make sure you scan them. Like, she has a raging cunt about it, right? Yeah. She's like, make sure you scan them. So naturally, didn't scan them. Fuck you. Uh, bagged our shit up, and we walk back towards the middle door that we had parked in front of, mm. right? The home and fucking whatever section. Yeah. I get within, I don't know, 10 steps of this, and some cuzzo, whom I assume is a pirate, because he has an eye patch and was on a crutch with also, like, the gimp fucking Did scooter he have a thing. hook for a hand? He might as well have. I think this was Captain Hook. Um, Shuts the lights down. Like, watches us get up to this point. Shuts the lights down on it, locks the doors, buzzes by us on the scooter, says, doors are closed, got to go around, and gives me the peace sign. <laughs> <laughs> got a blast. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might, and mind you, it's pissing fucking rain outside too. Yeah. So I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to fucking, I might actually go stab him in front of all of these people. Mm. To which we walk back around the other entrance, farthest away from the vehicle. Mind you, the Tahoe w could not have been more in the first spot right in front of this door that we just got locked out of. Mm. Mm -hmm. And we walk by, and a couple of people walk by us. I'm like, don't even fucking bother. Door's closed. They're like, oh, thank you for telling us. And we all walk out of the food and whatever fucking section like a herd of fucking, I don't know, rats or something walking out into the rain to go and get our shit. And I, I was not impressed. But uh, yeah, long story short, <laughs> fuck Walmart. Uh, yeah, but yeah. also I want to know why that even makes sense in, in general in any sort of fashion. Um, I think that's a safety hazard. It absolutely is. For the first, like, for the last, like, five hours that you're open that you only have one set of doors unlocked, like, the other ones are literally locked. Like, you cannot you, get through. Like, even if, you no. push them. Even if you're like, in the building, you cannot get out. Yeah, that's, that's, like, short of, I don't even know, driving a car through it, mm. you might oh. get through it. No, that's effective. I'd get your point across. <laughs> yeah, Drive which I thought about. It. I thought about once we got into the Tahoe. Drive a tank through it, but it, it was the peace sign. Yeah, that was oh, chuck a deuce. See you later. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you little cocksucker, get over here. Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's my weapon grinding. <clears throat> at least you didn't get sex gears. trafficked. Uh, yet. Well, true, right, true. I did get that notification <clears throat> that there was an air tag near me uh, about three weeks after I got sex trafficked. Yeah, uh, the the general vibe of the Scarborough Walmart has changed significantly in the last handful of years. Which is super inconvenient because Target just doesn't have mm -hmm. anything if you want to go grocery shopping. True. I mean, like, if you want, like, a Market fucking... Basket is also just chaos if you ever go to one <laughs> you... of those. Oh, my God. And Trader Joe's is just 
not it for me. Boy, wait till you hear about this place called Hannaford. Yeah, 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 if you Hannaford. want to spend three hundred fucking dollars, it is nice because it's literally right there. Oh, but I, yeah. everything I bought yesterday would have been five hundred dollars. Oh well, yeah. I, Hannaford, I Joe Biden's America, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll go to Hannaford fucking five times a week. I, I, I go to Walmart I go almost every day. <laughs> I, yeah, me too. I go, I go very, very, very. Uh, not. Often I'm trying to. to oh, we went to Walmart because we needed blinds too. So I was uh, like, I got it. I might as well get two birds. Yeah, yeah. If you need like a fucking bag of Tromex <clears throat> and a zip tie, you might as well just go to Walmart. But yeah. anything, yeah. go to Walmart, that. check for trucks. You know, get a get a blind, get your groceries, get out of there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, like Amanda yesterday when we were we were coming back to the house to watch the NASCAR race, we were at Target. We we're looking at the fucking signs that say like "Home Live, is Laugh, be- Love," "Home is Beautiful," or whatever. Um, she's like, yeah, I kind of want some pizza rolls. Or whatever, bagel minis. She or whatever sees the home fuck she decor wanted. needs pizza rolls. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> like, I Target is like, buy, it's so bad if you want to like try to buy food. Like, so fuck it, because everyone that like, shops at Target just goes to Trader Joe's. Um, but so she's like, yeah, I want to get like the fucking whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So I think it was bagel minis, whatever. We we like walk down the frozen food section, don't see anything. Walk back up the other frozen food section, don't see anything. Walk back, do a whole nother loop, don't see anything. And I'm like. Do you think does Target fucking sell these things? Because Target, I've been into Target to try to grocery shop before. I have no idea what to buy because there's fucking nothing there. And uh, yeah, long story short, they didn't have the one thing that she wanted, which is a very popular (coughs) snack food for college people, I guess. So um, yeah, long story short, Target sucks too. So might as well just go to Hannaford or shop and stop or whatever the fuck people have down south. Mashed fucking ton pizza or whatever. Smelled incredible. <coughs> yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, Sebago um, Brewing. Brewing. Yeah. Company. Well, well, I always, whenever I try to say Sebago, I usually say Sea Dog or vice versa. But Sebago Brewing, yeah. Um, the, the the mashed potato pizza is absolutely phenomenal. One of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life. I came down to like flip the breaker on because we were putting a ceiling fan up. And I came down, I was like, that smells fucking incredible. She's like, it's a mashed potato pizza. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So good. And it was reheated from the night before. Like, you should have. Should have had it when we. Mm. Fucking, mm. Mm. Yeah, highly recommend. Mm. That's gonna get lost on a lot of people that don't live anywhere near here, but that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Well, if this is Tuesday, which we assume it is, when you're listening to this, um, you have two choices tonight. Uh, you can either come to the hockey game with Brad and I. The main <laughs> Mariners are uh, probably gonna get swept by the Reading Royals. Um, I'm assuming they probably are gonna lose tonight because they lost the first two. Perfect. Um, or if you're a virgin, you can hang out with Charlie. Charlie, what do you got going on? <laughs> uh, we have uh, BFB night in North America happening yet again. It will be the second race of the Triple Crown series, so the second point or the second race where we're actually gonna keep track of points. Um, 150 laps at Oxford for the parking lot party. 150. Uh, should be a good time. Uh, gonna have uh, Tom the modified guy on the ones and twos again. We're gonna have Spencer Morse on the mic and uh i think jesse's got to do something this weekend so or this week yeah it's tuesday so uh we'll uh we'll see what happens but it should be a time uh password goes up at eight o'clock on the facebook page and uh be there or be fucking stupid or whatever the saying is because uh, each and every week they fill up in under two minutes uh the 62 maximum amount of people that we can get in there so if you don't make it that's on you i'm telling you now uh you're gonna hear this monday night or sometime tuesday while you're on your way to work or whatever so uh bfp night in north america parking lot party 150 and uh obviously this weekend we kind of mentioned it uh, earlier in the broadcast the uh 
the granddaddy of them all, the uh, the greatest race in the history of spring. Uh, the spring sizzler is uh, oh, Mariners are up two one in the second period. <clears throat> no, fuck yeah. I just need him to win one game so we can maybe go Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't make it Wednesday, but um, that would be cool if they weren't going to get swept. In. I had we potential sweet tickets tomorrow. for tonight, but we have uh, a job to do, boys. Yeah, we're doing this. No. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the Spring Sizzler, obviously, this weekend. I know that uh, I will be in attendance. I know Bobby will make his way down after uh, his race at Star. And uh, just looking forward to getting down there, obviously, and uh, seeing a bunch of um, – bunch of pals uh, people that like i said we don't see too often and uh, a lot of people come out in droves for the spring sizzler looking forward to seeing all their uh, upgrades throughout the off season and uh hoping that uh, the weather improves because fuck does it not look great but uh so far actually it's only a 50 percent chance of rain on saturday with a cloudy with occasional rain showers so that's going to get a little bit better uh 37 percent throughout the day so i feel good about that day uh, sunday doesn't look that great but uh you know hey worst case i uh, get the camper down to stafford motor raceplex and uh i'll just uh, see if i can't uh, make a deal with someone drop the camper off there and i'll just jet to dover where it's also going to rain so Perfect. I uh, I get to dust off the old fucking fire suit and gloves for the first time. We're at Star Speedway opening night this Saturday night. Going to go down Friday night and uh, see if I can make shit fall off of it uh, just in time for Saturday. Season opener, 350 Supers. Uh, looking forward to getting back behind the wheel. It's been a long off season. Um, and then, like Brad said, going to try to jet down to Stafford after the race. If the forecast doesn't look any better, ah, there's no fucking chance. But um, we'll see. And uh, Yeah, I have, I have faith. And... Uh, if you don't want to do that on Sunday, Pro All-Star Series, uh, Oxford Plains Speedway on Sunday. Charlie, that's I assume you'll be there. That is where we will be. Uh, Saturday will be a game-time decision on what we may or may not do. Don't know yet. But Sunday, we will definitely be at the Oxford Plains Speedway. Uh, we're going to hopefully see Nate Barth make his uh, limited sportsman debut in the uh, newly rebranded 23 car that we're going to field for him this year. Um, he won his Mad Bomber race this past weekend, so he's making me look pretty smart with this decision so far, and hopefully he doesn't suck. So it's going to be a good time, for sure. Anybody who uh, isn't going to Stafford, go to Oxford. Yeah, go to Wiscasset on Saturday, either there, there too. They're back with their uh, second season opener with Group 2. Yeah, that, which late I think model, is late models late model sports and stonks street and stocks. bang bangers of some mm, sort. Yeah, I think they have like a, yeah, I don't know what the fuck else they got going on. Modifieds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds like uh, like I said, racing. We're in it, boys. Race season is here. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it. Uh, I will say that uh, pretty much throughout the whole New England region, I've uh, heard from many people that are uh, not looking forward to the forecast for any racetrack. So it's uh, it's going to improve though. Um, Jesus or uh, David Koresh is going to take the wheel, and uh, they're going to they're going to free up the. Uh, Open up the skies and uh, just let the sun shine through, and uh, we're going to get a good weekend of racing on tap. Uh, whoever leads lap 69 of the uh, nice. Spring Sizzler will uh, be taking home our money. It'll probably be... Uh, uh, That's a good lap for Max, usually. Um, yeah, or like Matt Swanson. That'll yeah. be good for him. Uh, a little little early uh, early action, get some lap money. Um, so hopefully it's uh, one of our pals. It'll probably be uh, Matt Hirschman. We like a Matt Hirschman as well. Um, one of the, the greatest uh, short track races. Mount, Mount Rushmore, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, if we uh, if we get to all the way down, fleet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if we uh, get all the way down to Stafford and uh, Saturday looks good, and then uh, there's a little bit of a shaky uh, forecast for uh, Saturday night that dampens the festivities. It sounds like uh, we'll probably uh, at least I will, and uh, I'll try to grab some people and uh, head on over to the Stillwater Grill. I know that that was a uh, a place that we were going to try to hit it. Um, the three of us, um, and then Bobby ended up uh, obviously races this weekend, and um, 
barring the weather, we'll make it down there. And then Charlie ends up having to be a car owner on Sunday instead of uh, going down for the weekend. So, um, that that's a place we want to check out. I know uh, one of our pals hit us up and uh, wants us to uh, to go there and wanted us to do some interviews. But it sounds like there's a uh, about a about a sixty nine percent chance that there's two of us on premises um, at least Saturday and Sunday. And uh, then uh, it's gonna be tough to bring uh, microphones and get people to uh, come down and record. But um, regardless, we uh, try to stop in there, especially if we get down there. It ends up raining and uh, there's no party, there's no bus, or there's no there's no uh, what is it? What is the band? Fuck. The Green Bus Band. Guns and Roses. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles. Bulletproof, I believe is what it is. Is that is that it or is that that, that Bruce, uh, Bruce Springsteen? Is that it? Oh yes. I believe it's bulletproof. Yeah. Is it that or was uh was that the one that uh that lady from American Idol? Whitney that nice Houston. Young lady. Nope, she's alive for sure somewhere. Um she's with a VG in Cuba. Lincoln Park. Mac Miller. All people that are dead. <laughs> Nirvana. <laughs> that's just one of them <laughs> yeah yeah so Biggie um, mm-hmm. Tupac yeah are we done NWA <laughs> <laughs> what's that stand for Bob <laughs> nons with attitude <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's the show there title. it is okay. good way to wrap it up there we're done <laughs> <laughs> race car race car here we go race car 